Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Toyota Brookhaven services all makes and models. That could be why we were voted best service department the past two years. Come see why. Exit 40 Brookhaven or online at toyotabrookhaven.com. Great service, great savings. At Toyota Brookhaven, we deliver. Howdy, howdy. It's Rhino here, and I wanted to say thank you for listening to Middays with Gerard Gibbert here on Super Talk Mississippi. Get ready, get ready to go beyond the headlines and join a meaningful conversation with people from around the state. You're listening to Middays with Gerard Gibbert here on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome, everyone, to Midday Super Talk Mississippi. I'm your host, Gerard Gibbert, along with the returning from a vacation rhino on this. Hump day. Welcome back there, Rhino. Howdy, uh, howdy. Hope you had a good uh, couple of days off there. Oh, yeah. I uh, disconnected, decompressed, and de-stressed. <laughs> what was it, uh, Timothy Leary, back in the 60s? Tune in, turn on, and drop out, or something. <laughs> oh, he uh, of LSD fame. You're too young to remember that guy, Professor. Professor, excuse me, Timothy Leary. We ought to find the clip from that. I believe that was his. Uh, that was his slogan. <laughs> Tune in, turn on, and drop out. Not you. You just took a couple of days off. Yeah, just put the phone in the drawer and set an Alexa alarm to tell me not to touch it until the alarm went off. Not a bad deal. Oh, yeah. Not a bad deal. So I reckon that means you have or have not been tracking the Kyle Rittenhouse trial. Oh, no. I spent Friday afternoon before high school football making a list of about 50 words that I muted on social media. (laughs) And uh, that was one of the rules I had for my little staycation was if I'm ever on my phone and something reminds me of doing something at work, I put the phone in the, in the drawer and set an alarm and don't come back to it for a while. <laughs> I really did disconnect. Okay. You really did. I mean, so I like your style in that respect. Well, the trial is uh, indeed quite the circus. I think that's safe to say. The jury deliberated yesterday without reaching a verdict. And so one is expected to be reached at any time, any moment in time. And we will certainly be sharing that and covering that should it occur while the show is in progress today. What a crazy deal that thing has been. Uh, You should know that yesterday I was called a racist because (laughs) I simply opined that it looked like self-defense. That the logical conclusion and verdict the jury should reach is that Rittenhouse acted in self-defense. I think that's the view shared by many. But nonetheless, 
Have we gotten to a point in this country where verdicts should be rendered in criminal trials such as this on the basis of what the mob says? Sure it's seems like American. Yeah. That's like kangaroo court there. So, and then the defense has accused the prosecution of withholding a key video. I'm not really sure I understand how the prosecution can do so, but it's the video that they believe is central to their case, and there's some dispute over the quality of the video, the resolution quality. I did see a little bit on that this morning, and the, the disparity in size is one file size is 11 point something megabytes, and the one that they emailed to the defense is 3.5 megabytes or something like that. Okay, so something's weird about that. Totally weird. But anyhow, we'll see where all that goes. So yesterday, we had Professor Christopher Green from Ole Miss on, and we were talking about the lawsuits that have been filed against Joe Biden's vaccine rules, and it was quite enlightening and instructive, but we learned last week that venue for these cases would be determined on the basis of a lottery. Literally a lottery. As in ping pong balls, you know, blowing around. (laughs) And what really astounded me was that the professor until a couple of weeks ago. Acknowledge, he was unfamiliar with such a rule that's just buried down in the statute somewhere. And I have a close friend, Pepper Crutcher. He's been on the um, program before. He is an attorney and practices labor law, did labor law for my company for years, I think since inception. And uh, he was, he he called me yesterday to kind of give a breakdown. And it's, it's, it's legal complexity at a minimum. Nonetheless, before or, or after, I should say, the show yesterday, the lottery has determined that the Sixth Circuit Court of Appeals has won the lottery, I guess you could call it one, to hear legal challenges to the vaccine rule. So what my good friend Pepper uh, I- explained is that There are a number of so-called active judges in these courts, but these panels that hear cases consist of three. And those panels are determined on some sort of rotational basis, just based on their serving on a panel. And what he explained to me yesterday see if I can find it here, is that there are 16, I believe, 16 judges that are considered active, 11 Republican and 5 Democrat, based on the way they were appointed. And so three will be selected. And he said, it's possible that the panel of three could be majority Democrat, but unlikely, given the ratio of Republican 11 and Democrat 5 in the Sixth Circuit. So the lottery 
it's just a stroke of luck. I don't, I don't know this, but I'm assuming in, that in the other circuits you have ratios that are in favor of the Democrats, I suspect. So this was... For some reason, the Ninth Circuit comes to mind. Right. Exactly. Uh, and I don't know how they go about determining who gets appointed where other than they term out or they resign. I don't know how that works. I'm, I'm admitting that. It's beyond my knowledge level. Nonetheless, 16, three will be selected. Likely will be two Republicans, one Democrat. Might not. And assuming that they may, Republicans more, supposedly more conservative in nature, may be less friendly to the government in their, uh, I guess, defense against these suits that say you're unconstitutional. So we'll see. That's just interesting. This the whole, the whole legal system, in as it applies here, I think is fascinating. With the suits being filed, Fifth Circuit issuing a stay, the government losing their attempt to overturn that stay, and then a lottery to pick permanent venue. And what was explained, in, in, including the professor yesterday on the show, was that all future cases regarding this matter will be heard in this circuit, Sixth Circuit Court of Appeals, which won the lottery. So all future cases. Wow. That's, Unless they find some way to take it all the way to the U.S. Supreme Court. Which is ultimately where the professor and my friend Pepper indicated they expected it to land. I think that's likely when you've got something this complex. So it turns out lawsuits were filed in all 12 of the regional circuit courts, uh, but this, this lottery process has now uh, determined that they will all be heard in this one Sixth Circuit, so, which has a ratio of 11 Republicans and five Democrats that are active judges in that court, of which three will be selected. And what Pepper explained is that it, it's literally some software algorithm that does the scheduling, that does this selection process. So, anyhow, I just wanted to pass that on. I, I hope that is uh, of interest to our audience. I certainly found it to be. But this could literally determine the fate of these vaccine mandates. We're going to have uh, Attorney General Lynn Fitch on the program today at 12.05. She's going to discuss... Her suit, her office's suits against those vaccine mandates, and also the Dobbs versus Jackson Women's Health Organization case that is to be heard before the Supreme Court. That it concerns abortion, of course, and uh, viability. And then uh, coming up before that at 11:05, Brent Bailey, the Public Service Commissioner of the Mississippi Central District, Brent's going to talk about. $5 million of potential fines levied against those companies who are violating Mississippi's no-call law. This and a lot more talk here today on Middays. Rhino back in the chair. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Man. 
COVID-19 has had a profound effect on the workplace. As organizations adapt, RJ Young is here to help. We provide the key technology solutions to power your business while ensuring safety and productivity in the workplace. Visit rjyoung.com slash COVID. If you work in the manufacturing world, Ace Bolt and Screw would like the opportunity to earn your business. Ace Bolt and Screw has been Mississippi family owned and operated for more than 50 years. They specialize in vendor managed inventory and they're ISO certified. Ace Bolt and Screw services and delivers fasteners for small, medium, and large scale industrial operations across the country. Visit acebolt.net to learn more or call 601-355-3448. Discover vendor managed inventory by Ace Bolt and Screw today. For all your glass needs, call Venable Glass Services. Glass Networks, they're going to try and steer you to use their own glass shop. Well, you can tell your insurance you want to use Venable Glass, and there'll be no additional cost to them to get the highest quality glass. Venable Glass is locally owned and operated, and they do windshield replacement and rock repair right there in their shops. Or they'll even come to you in the Tri-County area for free. That's right, free mobile service. At Venable Glass, they also do frameless and frame shower doors, mirrors cut to size and installed, picture frame glass, tables, desktops, insulation glass, plexiglass, commercial storefronts, and heavy equipment glass. Venable Glass. They'll come out and give you a free estimate. They want to work hard for your business. Venable Glass. Open Monday through Friday, 8 to 5, and on Saturday, 8 to noon. Hey, there's two locations, too, in Ridgeland at 660 Highway 51 North and Brandon at 209 Woodgate Drive South in Crossgates. Check them out on the web at VenableGlass.com. Remember, for all your glass needs, call Venable Glass Services, 601-605-4443. Push the limits of what's possible in the all-new 2022 Mitsubishi Outlander. With a bold exterior and premium interior, Outlander reimagines the SUV. Rule the road with Mitsubishi's super all-wheel control and wireless smartphone technology. Plus, an industry-leading 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain limited warranty. Drive one today and get up to 3500 over book value for your trade. At Ridgeland Mitsubishi, get Thunderstruck. Super all-wheel control is an available feature on all trim levels. Price terms and vehicle availability may vary. Important restrictions and rules apply. See retailer for limited warranty and more details. Offer ends 12-13-21. Engagements offer the promise of eternal love. Confirm that inspiration with a stunning diamond from All Britons. Every stone is carefully selected for its color, cut, and clarity. From classic solitaires to multiple stone selections, All Britons offers the latest designs celebrated for splendor and value. All Britons, four generations strong and still Mississippi's foremost diamond merchant. I wish there was a place where we could sample wines before we buy. There is. Colony Bistro and Wine Bar just opened right next door to Colony Wine Market in Madison. They have 32 wines by the glass, wine flights, and the food is terrific. Yes, get your purse, sweetie. Hello here with a special invitation to join us weekday morning 6 to 9. Breaking news, quick shots, analysis, all right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. Talk that keeps Mississippi talking. Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Let's get on with it. On Super Talk Mississippi. Thank you for joining us on Middays. Gerard and Rhino in the Super Talk studios, guiding you through the middle of your day with facts, fodder, and fine music on this hump day. 
And a beautiful day it is again oh, yeah. here in central Mississippi. Little, I think a little front coming through. Might get a little rain tomorrow, I believe, in the forecast, and then clearing out, a little cooler. So, uh, almost totally over the touch of hoarseness in my voice. Uh, yelled too much at the football game Saturday <laughs> night. I, I got to remember, it, you know, I talk for a living now, so got to be careful there. Yeah, so. Uh, back on the vaccine mandates, question from Curtis in Biloxi. Is it true Ingalls, Ingalls, of course, shipbuilder down on the Mississippi Gulf Coast, Jackson County, is it true Ingalls removed their mandate? It, it is, and this is uh, hot off the press. They have, they're describing it is as suspending it, suspending it, the deadline. But I don't think there is... Uh, yeah, to January 4th. That's what I'm seeing here. Well, that was the, uh, excuse me, that was the deadline that was extended out from December 8th by the government. So I, I'm just going through the report right now. I don't see a, a revised date pushed out. It just says suspended. Nonetheless, it was a letter that was issued and signed by the uh, CEO uh, of Huntington Ingalls Industries. That's Mike Peters. I believe I pronounced that right. I'm not. I'm not sure, Rhino. It's P E T T E R S. That would be Petters, right? When you've got double consonants sandwiched between two vowels, if I recall the rules correctly. I'm not sure. But when it comes to proper names, all bets are off, right? In terms of pronunciation, we'll have to find out. Nonetheless. It, um, what the CEO says is that apparently they're somewhat exempt from the requirement that they're, as a contractor to the federal government on that piece of it, they're somewhat exempt from it. This is what I'm reading. Yeah, the, the wording says, importantly, with respect to Ingalls Shipbuilding and Newport News Shipbuilding, our customer has confirmed that our contracts do not include a requirement to implement the mandate. Technical solutions employees are in different situations and face varied requirements depending on the particular contract. In light of this development, we are hereby suspending the deadline for vaccination, except where specific technical solutions contracts require it, However, please note three important points. First point, we are monitoring the fluid situation closely with our shipyard customers, and if the mandate becomes a contractual requirement, we will proceed accordingly. Second point, we continue to strongly urge vaccination of all employees for the reasons described above. And the third point, they may choose to implement other measures aimed at improving our workforce vaccination rate in the future. Yeah, interesting. So that seems to address the federal contractor aspect requirement, uh, which is different than the employer's greater than 100 requirement. So I'm not sure how that, the latter rule, doesn't apply to them. Because all he talks about here is, it sounds like there's some sort of loophole, and it may be because they're a contractor to a contractor, something to that effect. And that, that may be the basis for suspending the mandate for their employees, Ingalls employees, because maybe they're not a direct contractor. I'm not sure, but that's, that's kind of what I'm reading between the lines. 
Or is this just in response to the different stays put in place by different courts? In, in some degree of confidence. Instead of having to roll out a, a costly yes. program, yes. you sit back and wait, because, I mean, they said they're watching a fluid situation. Yes. Instead of rolling out something that's going to cost you millions of bucks, you just sit back and go, well, the court said we don't have to yet. Yes, absolutely true. Um, and... I, so it's confusing. At a minimum, it's confusing. We just wanted to pass that on to you. So I think the, the key takeaway there is that the CEO has issued this letter and changed the rules, uh, it, certainly with the policies at the uh, shipbuilder, and employees don't have to be vaccinated. Not a requirement in terms of company policy. Um, so we'll see where that goes. Again, it continues to be confusing, and we got the Attorney General coming on later on in the program, get some insight on that with respect to these lawsuits. But I, I agree with you. I think ultimately this deal lands in the Supreme Court, and I, I've got uh, my money. My money's on the plaintiffs prevailing here, which would be a blow to the Biden administration. You know, you think about this, though, Rhino. The, the poll numbers are absolutely in the toilet for Biden. Even worse, is there a below the toilet? They're in the pipes for the vice president. If Biden's are in the toilet, hers are in the pipes. <laughs> They're stuck in the wax donut. <laughs> exactly. Um, you know, if they would come out today, literally, I think, just an opinion, and pull that rule, the vaccine mandate, I think the poll numbers would go up. You think? Uh, to a certain extent, but then the crazy, I can follow the rules better than anybody, people, so we need to have a pandemic forever because I'm the best at following all the rules. Those people would lose their minds. Uh, you're probably right. Well, it's it's an interesting topic of discussion at a minimum, but what they are doing is pressing forward full steam ahead, all hands on deck with the Build Back Better plan. It's like oblivious. Even Nancy Pelosi. <laughs> we may have some sound here for you. She weighs in on the Build Back Better plan, and she's fawning over the president. Here you go. Good afternoon, everyone. Thank you so much uh, to everyone who made today possible. I especially want to acknowledge President Biden for the glorious vision and the great commitment that he had to bring this legislation forward for the people. It is a great achievement. Thank you, Mr. President. When our nation was experiencing the depths of pandemic and economic crisis, you knew, Mr. President, that we needed not only to recover, but we had to seize the opportunity to build back better. Following your vision, Congress passed the Infrastructure Investment and Jobs Act, an historic step to rebuild the infrastructure and the middle class. Your agenda is historic, transformative, and the biggest, boldest investment in our country's history. Oh, yeah. He's a visionary. <laughs> it's just unbelievable. Unbelievable that they're just pressing forward without, as if nothing happened a couple of weeks ago in Virginia, the Commonwealth, uh, just 
moving forward, because they know they're going to get, as Barack Obama described it, a shellacking in the midterms. Lose control. Could be for a very long time, honestly. And so they're just trying to ram this thing through. And they also know they only got a couple of weeks left before they go home for the year, the calendar year. And typically these sorts of things, these, these big bills like this, big legislation, they normally don't pass in election year. They normally don't. Now, I saw a report this morning that 14 Democrats are not running for re-election in 22, I think on the House side. I think Patrick Leahy, who's been in the Senate for, what, 150 years or something like that, it's a long dang time, I think he announced last week he's out. Uh, and so the, the Democrat, the DNC spokesperson is running around saying, no, this is normal. They just want to go back and spend time with their family. That's what they always say. Like, why does that all of a sudden become important? What do he you got? He was elected to the United States Senate from Vermont in 1974. Good grief. He's been serving since January 3rd, 1975. Good grief. Eight so, senatorial terms. 46 years? I do that right? I think so. He's been there 46 years. You ain't even that old. No, he'd been there a minute by the time I came around. <laughs> oh, gosh. This is what makes people come out and say, we got to have term limits. But he's stepping down. He's powerful, having been there as long. I don't know what he chairs, something. A judiciary or maybe? President something. Pro Tem. Oh, okay. Emeritus. Yep, got you. Wow. Anyhow, they see the writing on the wall, but they're pressing forward. We're going to talk about a couple of things you probably won't like that are in that bill, the Build Back Better plan. Stay with us. We're coming right back. Brent Bailey, Public Service Commissioner of the Central District at 1105. From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, mostly sunny conditions, high near 76. Tonight, a 40% chance of rain, partly cloudy, low around 54. Your Thursday, a 40% chance of rain, partly sunny, high near 67. And for your finally Friday, a beautiful day, sunny skies, high near 61. This weather brought to you by No Drip Roofing and Construction. With rain coming, let us show you what the No Drip difference is all about. No Drip Roofing and Construction, online at nodripms.com. The best made-to-order lunch in Northeast Jackson is at 4th and Gold Sports Cafe. Homestyle plates full of catfish, shrimp, and rib tips, just to name a few. Eat in or carry out, DoorDash or Grubhub. Call 769-208-8283. Once again, 769-208-8283. If you or someone you know suffers from dizziness or imbalance, Physical of Jackson, spelled F-Y-Z-I-C-A-L, can help improve your balance and decrease your chances of falling. Susan Geiger and her team of specialized therapists are as unique as their name. Providing a personalized approach to therapy and cutting-edge equipment. Physical. F-Y-Z-I-C-A-L. Spelled different because we are different. Call today for your appointment. 601-487-2260. 
Hey, this is Jimmy Primos at the range in Gluckstadt. Hunting season is almost here, and to help you celebrate our favorite time of the year, we've just got in a huge selection of rifles and shotguns, as well as the ammo to go with them. Our gunsmithing department is offering fast turnaround on firearms that you meant to turn in long before now. The only problem I'm having is my wife, Jane. She got mad at me because I bought her new shotgun for dove season and hadn't said a word to me in two weeks. But, you know, the more I think about it, that's not such a bad thing after all. At Alliance Ag Risk Management and Southern Ag Services, we work for you. Our agents and consultants were born and raised in the same communities you work, and the agronomic and economic expertise we bring to the farm manages risk and maximizes production with the experiences many of you have shared with us over the last few decades of working together. We're committed to you, and we're thankful to be a part of your business. Let's prepare to pass it on. Alliance Ag Risk Management and Southern Ag Services, the partnership that yields. In the metro area, the houses talk. Hey, Jan, how's it going today? Hey, Barney. You're not sold yet? No, my shutters need replacing, my floors need unbuckling, my boudoirs need updating. Well, my person called Will White with the price, and Will White said the price was right. No updating, no nothing. I'm sold as of tomorrow. Call Will White. He buys houses. 601-401-4323. 601-401-4323. Or online at homebuyersms.com. Stop. David Cox here, Omar Financial. Do you have a 401k, IRA, retirement, or CD coming due? We can help with market-like returns and zero risk. Call David Cox. 957-3841. 957-3841 now. I'm Andy Davis, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. The Sixth Circuit Court of Appeals will now hear challenges to the OSHA mandate requiring businesses with at least 100 employees to ensure workers are fully vaccinated early next year or undergo weekly COVID testing. Ole Miss Law Professor Christopher Green explains why the Sixth will be the deciding factor. There's a statute. And it says they wait 10 days, see how many positions, and then they have a randomly selected uh, process done by the the MDL, the Multi-District Litigation Panel. And this is purely random. They have special rules that they say they put, they literally put ping pong balls in a drum, in a wooden drum. And they pick it out, and they're going to tell us which of these circuits they go. The Sixth Circuit will now decide whether to lift the stay issued by the Fifth Circuit last weekend, which ordered the Biden administration to continue holding off on the mandate, which was set to take effect January 4th. I'm Andy Davis. Pine Grove Behavioral Health and Addiction Services in Hattiesburg is one of the nation's most comprehensive treatment campuses. Pine Grove provides the highest quality mental health care for children, adolescents, and adults. Pine Grove also features several specialty addiction treatment programs for men and women. Additionally, Pine Grove specializes in the treatment of licensed professionals. Please call 1-888-574-HOPE for more information and visit pinegrovetreatment.com. Hey, it's Richard Cross. Join us every weekday for the College Football Fix, driven by Ford. The all-new 2021 Ford F-150 is here with available interior work surface for putting in work. Standard sync Ford technology plus a huge 12-inch touchscreen and pro-power onboard outlets for all kinds of jobs. Not only is the all-new 2021 Ford F-150 tough, it's smart. Built Ford proud. Built Ford tough. See a Ford dealer near you for details. And don't miss the College Football Fix, driven by Ford. Whether you're a rebel, a bulldog, a golden eagle, or just a sports fan, Super Talk Mississippi has got a podcast for you. For you. 
Sports Talk Mississippi, The Rebel Report, Thunder and Lightning, the Super Talk Eagle Hour are all now available for you. And it's all free. Free. Get them all on demand at supertalk.fm and on your smartphone. Just search for Super Talk on iTunes, Google Play, or anywhere you listen to podcasts. Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Welcome, welcome to our show. On Super Talk Mississippi. Okay, now you have a good one. back on Middays, Super Talk Mississippi. You got Gerard and Rhino in the Super Talk studios. So, on the uh, ceasefire text line, it looks like uh, our friend that called me a racist yesterday, he's back today. Why, why not talk about the things people will like? You fellas should love old Nancy Pelosi. Without her, y'all would be out of a job. That's all you got to talk about. Hmm. Do we really consume the show with Nancy Pelosi sound bites? I can't even remember the last time we paid, played one. And it was, what, 15, 20 seconds? What's wrong with this person? <laughs> they have blinders on at best, and they're terminally ignorant at worst. <laughs> oh, my gosh. The the fundamental problem I think we have in this country is that every dang thing, everything, is viewed through the lens of racism by folks on the left. We on the right, we're pretty much over it. The folks on the left, they derive some sort of perverse power from it. Everything. So, when I signed off yesterday talking about this, made it very clear that we have no particular allegiance to the defendant here. I don't care. What I care about, and I think logical, rational, clear-eyed, clear-thinking Americans care about is the law. Without law, there ain't no country. The laws in this country, some of which I know in our audience people disagree with. I disagree with some. But it's still a whole hell of a lot better than anywhere else. And we continue to work towards, as our Founder so eloquently stated, a more perfect union. But when do we start just caring about the rule of law? 
especially in our courtrooms and in our streets. It's okay, it seems, in the minds of many, in the view of many, to go run around burning stuff up and hurting people if the cause is right. And in this case, this situation where a white 17-year-old shot and killed two white people. But I guess it was because the protests, riots is what they were, were in the wake of the George Floyd incident, so we just attach everything to that, it seems. But when we get in the court of law, even as the judge Schroeder said, when he scolded the prosecution, frankly, for violating the rules of the court, he said, you know, this is about the United States Constitution. Now, I know folks on the left, and it might be also true, though we don't know, with respect to this person who texted us, <laughs> maybe they don't care about the Constitution. You know, even Barack Obama says it's, it's a living document. It needs to be improved and changed. Judging by the grammar of their text, I doubt they've even read the document. <laughs> but kudos to the judge for, for citing the United States Constitution as part of his reprimand of the prosecution. That seemed totally appropriate. Is that not what should guide us? I mean, are, are we old-fashioned? Are we out of touch because we still respect, revere, adhere that document? How did we get off? I mean, and folks know that listen to the show, I'm much more intrigued with the future. That's just me. That's what I enjoy. That's how I made a living. That doesn't mean I dismiss history. It doesn't mean that I don't respect our foundation, our framing, and our rules of law. But in this case, everything turns to racism. I'm just sick of it. I think Americans are sick of it. Hell, the, the uh, newly elected lieutenant governor, African-American female in Virginia, she said just a couple of days ago, Americans are sick of this crap. We were told we had to elect Joe Biden to unite us. He's done nothing but divide because he's let the radical left take over. They've, they've commandeered the narrative. And they, they thrive on division. They thrive on grouping, the stereotyping, everything. They, they gaslight, right? Because everything they accused us on the right up. We don't even care. It never even comes up that I'm aware of in, in circles amongst my conservative friends, including those that are elected to office. We don't run around and dwell on the race of people at all. I'm sick of it, as you can obviously tell. But it needs to be said, because it is pervasive, and it's it's pulling down this country, the way we are pitting one group against another. You got this 
outcry against what's being taught in America's schools. And again, there's a racial component to that. Because we're dividing kids based on race, and we're telling them, you got to dislike that one because their race is different. And when parents speak up about it, the Department of Justice gets weaponized. Now there's been whistleblowers in the last 24 hours at the FBI that have come out and said, yeah, that's what they were doing. They're following around parents, labeling them, targeting them as terrorists. This isn't America. Remember that garbage under Obama with the IRS? That smug, nose-in-the-air, lowest learner, that made me so sick watching that. That was terrible. And, Rhino, if you can find it, a few days ago I, I sent some video from an Indiana. If we can't get it in this segment, we'll get it in the next one, but it's a uh, an administrator in an Indiana school district. So you've, you're seeing the left say, even local papers in Mississippi, that where the governor's come out in the, the last couple of days and said he, he's in favor of legislation that would prohibit the teaching of critical race theory in our schools, and the media's saying, what critical race theory? That's fabricated right-wing dog whistles. But yeah, it might, there might not be a course named Critical Race Theory in the curriculum, but this teacher in Indiana, he exposes it. I'm the science coach and admin in the largest public school district in Indiana. I'm in dozens of classrooms a week, so I see exactly what we're teaching our students. When we tell you that schools aren't teaching critical race theory, that it's nowhere in our standards, that's misdirection. We don't have the quotes and theories as state standards, per se. We do have critical race theory in how we teach. We tell our teachers to treat students differently based on color. We tell our students that every problem is a result of white men and that everything Western civilization built is racist. Capitalism as a tool of white supremacy. Those are straight out of Kimberly Crenshaw's main points, verbatim in critical race theory, the writings that formed the movement. This is in math, history, science, English, the arts, and it's not slowing down. If students of color have lower reading scores, it's because of inequity. Therefore, we take from the white students and give to the color students. That's Richard Delgado, straight out of CRT and introduction. All teaching is political, with reality and facts taking the back seat. That's Dr. Gloria Ladson-Billings, who outlined how she saw critical race theory flushed out in public schools in 1995. When schools tell you that we aren't teaching critical race theory, it means one thing. Go away and look into our affairs no further. It isn't about transparency, it isn't about cultural relevance, it's race essentialism painted to look like the district cares about students of color. We call it anti-racism, so you feel bad if you disagree with our segregationist pedagogy. It's taking advantage of kids' vulnerability and parents' inactivity to preen over social snake oil schemes designed to create division. Parents, when we tell you critical race theory isn't taught in our schools, we're lying. Keep looking. Bravo, bravo, bravo. By the way, our, our listener texted back, we'll talk about that, <laughs> why I'm a racist. Or better yet, why the texture is ignorant. <laughs> Tommy Two-Tone bumping us out of this segment. We'll be right back with more talk. And then Brent Bailey at 11.05. 
For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. Celebrating our 40th anniversary at Cock of the Walk. Voted the best catfish in Mississippi with our grilled or fried catfish along with greens, coleslaw, and a skillet of our homemade cornbread. With locations on the Reservoir, Pocahontas, and one mile from the Grand Ole Opry in Nashville, Tennessee. Catfish, hush puppies, and fried dill pickles. For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. I like chicken. I like fish. I like hush puppies. I love it. Catfish is excellent. For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. At Clinton Body Shop, we really do take pride in perfection. And that's why we've been awarded the ICAR Gold Certification for our 30th year straight. Only 11 shops worldwide have accomplished this. This remarkable achievement can only happen with continuous training from ICAR and the manufacturers of the vehicles you drive. In fact, we're trained and certified by more automakers than any shop in the market. At a time when insurers are pushing more than ever for discounted and shortcut repairs that save them money, why not insist on Clinton Body Shop, where you get an OEM certified repair using certified parts? If an insurer tries to steer you somewhere else, tell them you want the shop that's certified by the manufacturer of the car you drive. We're located in Clinton and Richland or online at clintonbodyshop.com. Two Mississippi museums, the Museum of Mississippi History and the Mississippi Civil Rights Museum, invites you to our holiday open house, Saturday, November 20th, and our Christmas by the Candlelight Tour on December 3rd. These events are open to the public and holiday trains begin running on December 1st. Bring the whole family and enjoy these events. While visiting, take a tour of Mississippi history through our two museums, located on North Street with free covered parking on North Jefferson Street. Come enjoy the holiday fun at two Mississippi museums. This is the Morning Agri-Market Report for the Super Talk Mississippi Agri-News Network. I'm Bob Sullender. Stocks are trading down this morning. The Dow Jones Industrial Average is down 150 to 35,991. The NASDAQ is down 46 to 15,924. And the S&P 500 is down 14 to 46,86. From the New York Cotton Exchange, March cotton is up 67 to 115,80. And May cotton is up 57 to 114,16. At the Chicago Board of Trade, January soybeans are up 25 cents to 12.76 and a quarter a bushel. March soybeans are up 24 and a quarter to 12.87 and a half a bushel. December corn is up five and three quarters to 5.77 a bushel, and March corn is up five and three quarters to 5.83 and a quarter a bushel. At the Mercantile, February live cattle are up 22 cents to 136.32. April live cattle are up 27 cents to 140.07. January live feeders are down 82 cents to 158.45. And March live feeders are down 75 cents to 160.15. For the Super Talk Mississippi Agri News Network, I'm Bob Sullender. If you are building a new home or remodeling an older home, Amazing Propane is for you. A propane tankless water heater, a propane generator, a propane gas grill and oven, propane fireplaces, and even lighting. Propane, such a versatile, clean, cost-effective source of energy for any home. Energy for everyone. Propane. Visit MSPropane.com. That's MSPropane.com to learn more. This isn't what gets a cotton grower up. What gets a cotton grower up isn't made of plastic-covered electronics. It's made of heart, determination, the calling that doesn't need a buzzer. Because you know early is the key to success. Stoneville Cotton knows, too. It gets out of the ground earlier and establishes a healthy stand quicker, so it's less vulnerable to weeds, weather, and insects. For a stronger finish, own the early with Stoneville Cotton. BASF. We create chemistry. Always read and follow label directions. 
Arm yourself with everything you need to take on your day. Wake up with Gallo tomorrow on 97.3 FM, Super Talk Mississippi. Properly set all controls before recording. All systems go. The talk that keeps Mississippi talking. Middays with Gerard Gibbert on Super Talk Mississippi. Super Talk Mississippi, Gerard and Rhino coming at you from the Super Talk Studios. Scott and Clinton reminds that the judge hasn't ruled on the motion for a mistrial with prejudice. And the jury still deliberating. There are some schools of thought that would say that the longer they deliberate, that the more likely that an acquittal will not be rendered as the verdict. I don't know. I, I, I mean, that's kind of all over the map. Uh, we'll see. Uh, it's, would, but you, you might think that that perhaps suggests an increased probability of a hung jury? Because they're taking a long time to get a verdict, right? I mean, there's been scuttlebutt, but it's tough to believe any of it because it would go against the jury instructions. But there's been scuttlebutt that there's at least one or two jurors that are worried about bringing back the wrong result and getting doxxed and having their families and homes and everything put out there for the public. I think that's a valid concern, given the the mob these days in this country. And they just seem to have no... No barriers, no, uh, no, no um, reluctance to just go out and destroy property and hurt people. They don't like what they see. It just seems to me that's the way we roll. And I talked about this yesterday, but should that occur? Let's say that a not guilty verdict verdict is rendered, and the streets become full of angry protesters. Will we hear anything from Biden? From others on the left? Or will they encourage it? Who was it? Don Lamont at CNN said it was tantamount to the Boston Tea Party when, when the protesters were out on the streets last year after the George Floyd situation. So, uh, as a Latino, I'm getting tired of self-righteous white liberals who think they have to define what racism is. That on the ceasefire text line. I, I hear you. They're, they're no more a, um, a bigoted person, perhaps, on the planet than the American white liberal. It's <laughs> the way I look at it. The intolerant, tolerant left. Yes, exactly. 
So, William and Brandon, why is BLM even protesting the trial? White guy shoots three white guys, killing two. I don't get it. It's, it's all because, I believe, of its, its association, its connection, its timing with respect to the George Floyd situation. That's what it's all about. Um, so, also, the, uh, the individual who is, uh, <laughs> insists that we are racist because of our views on this. And then gets upset when I call him ignorant. <laughs> the if re- you don't know the definition of ignorant, by the way, the first definition, having little or no knowledge, not educated. The second definition, not knowing, unaware, ignorant to the facts is an example. Or the third, resulting from or showing a lack of knowledge. All three of those (laughs) apply apply to the texter. (laughs) The reason, says the texter, I called you a racist, is if a black kid crossed state lines with an illegal gun and killed two people, he would be guilty! Exclamation point. And there's no way you would spend your time talking about how he should go free. It done happened too many times and you never said a word. Well, you'd have to enlighten me. I, I'm not familiar with such situations. Uh, that's the first thing. Second thing is, I can absolutely assure, assure you, and I am willing to take the stand and swear on a Bible to testify to this, the race of the parties involved in such a situation would not matter. The actions, the events, and if it is a black person with a gun acting in self-defense because their life was threatened by a white person, I can assure you that I would have the exact same opinion because the law, in my opinion, is blind to the race, to to the gender. That's what we want. You people want to distort it and manipulate it and contrive it to suit your dead gum racist narrative. That's just a fact. Ran over. Super Talk News, Fox News coming up. I love Chic, by the way. Brent Bailey at 11.05 after the news. We'll be back here on Midday. Stay with us. For Ole Miss Sports, WFMN Flora Jackson, Super Talk Mississippi, powered by your tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros, 601 345 8090. News, I'm Karen McHugh. We're parents who criticized local school boards over mask mandates and the teaching of critical race theory investigated by the feds. A whistleblower from inside the U.S. Department of Justice says the FBI created a so-called threat tag to flag and surveil parents who question their local school boards. That whistleblower provided an internal department letter, and it makes it seem that when Attorney General Merrick Garland testified before Congress that the FBI wasn't investigating parents, 
Those claims may not have been true. Fox's Evan Brown. It's day two of deliberations in the murder trial of Kyle Rittenhouse. Jurors here in Kenosha County are back to deliberations today after failing to reach a swift verdict Tuesday on whether or not Kyle Rittenhouse was guilty or innocent of the five charges against him. Fox's Jeff Manasso. Rittenhouse is charged with two killings. America is listening to Fox News. With all the disruption in all businesses lately, our clients at PeopleEase didn't miss a beat. Did you struggle to get the necessary records required for COVID relief programs such as PPP, ERTC, or FFCRA? Will you be ready next time? Our clients at PeopleEase are ready. Call PeopleEase today at 601-987-3025. That's 601-987-3025. Or visit our website, PeopleEase.com. You're looking for somebody to fix your roof, right? Watkins Construction and Roofing. I know by personal experience and customer feedback, they are number one. New roof, roof repair, metal roofing, skylights, roof windows. Our friends at Watkins Construction and Roofing will settle for nothing less than the most professional job in the industry. Again, it's that attention to detail that powers Watkins' continued growth. For a free estimate, call the Watkins team at 601-966-8233 or go to nomoreroofleak.com. I'm Andy Davis, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. A bill that would federally decriminalize and tax marijuana was introduced by a group of Republican lawmakers Monday. The State Reform Act would remove cannabis from the Controlled Substances Act and implement a 3% federal tax on cannabis products. The measure would also expunge the records of close to 2,600 people convicted of nonviolent cannabis-related offenses. It defers to states when it comes to regulating marijuana, so none would have to change their current cannabis policies. Governor Tate Reeves has yet to call a special session on medical marijuana because he believes the legislation written for Mississippi lends itself more to recreational than medical marijuana. He believes the amount any one individual can get needs to be reduced. If you have 1 in 10 Mississippians with a card and they can produce up to 11 joints per day, that's 3.3 million joints per day. I'm Andy Davis. Hey sports fans, before traveling to your game day destination this football season, be sure to download the MDOT Traffic app to help you reach the game safely. Reach your destination on time by checking ahead for crashes, closures, and construction with the MDOT Traffic app. The MDOT Traffic app is available free for both Apple and Android devices. For more information, follow at Mississippi DOT on Facebook and Twitter. A message from professional linebacker and native Mississippian Demario Davis. Coming up in Mississippi, I learned the Mississippi way to be strong and serve one another. I remember fighting through the noise. I remember the struggle, getting stronger to support my team. That's the Mississippi way. That's why Mississippians are getting the COVID-19 vaccine to protect ourselves and the ones we love. Learn more at msway.com. State Auditor Shad White is still trying to recover millions in welfare money that was misspent under the leadership of former Department of Human Services Director John Davis. The years-old investigation revealed what's believed to be the largest embezzlement scheme in state history. More than $77 million total in TANF money was misspent. Charges were filed against Davis and five others, though some have yet to stand trial. Several people who were caught up in the scheme were given 30 days to pay the state back, but the deadline has passed. 
past. Now it's up to the Attorney General to decide whether to go after them through civil suits. And you've heard the phrase, don't drink the Kool-Aid? Well, they weren't kidding. Ted Lindner with Fox explains. A Kool-Aid recall has been issued by Costco, the retailer issuing an alert from Kraft Heinz, the company that makes Kool-Aid. The manufacturer and the FDA both recalling Kool-Aid sold in the 82-ounce containers of tropical punch mix with use-by dates between August 31st and September 1st due to possible foreign materials. I'm Andy Davis. Want to infuse new flavor into your favorite recipes? Try Polk Smoked Sausages or delicious ham steaks. Add Polk's Garlic and Green Onion Sausage in your spaghetti. It adds just the right amount of spicy flavor. Polk's Cajun Sausage is a family pleaser in your famous red beans and rice. Your Bayou Friends Jambalaya is even better when you mix it with Polk's Ham and Sausage. And for Grandma's Old Time Chili Recipe, kick it up with Polk's Original Beef or Pork Sausages. There's no buts about it, folks. Picky people pick Polk's. As you give thanks this holiday season, remember those whose hard work helped make your gathering possible. From the roof over your head to the food on your table like the turkey, sweet potato casserole, cream corn, and delicious pecan pie. Our Mississippi farmers deserve a collective thank you. May God bless our farmers across the state with a bountiful harvest and your family this holiday season. This message is brought to you by the Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation and Farm Families of Mississippi. to Good Things with me, Rebecca Turner. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour, weekdays from 2 to 3 p.m., right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. Welcome to the show that challenges you to think deeply, to think deeply. and look beyond political posturing. You're listening to Middays with Gerard Gibbert here on Super Talk Mississippi. Super Talk Mississippi, Gerard and Rhino in the studio on this hump day. Joining us now, also in the studio, Public Service Commissioner of the Mississippi Central District, that'd be Brent Bailey. Good morning there, Commissioner. Thanks for coming in. Good morning, good morning. Thank you for having me once again. Yeah. All right. So uh, let's talk first about uh, what's going on with these possible fines on yeah. these uh, these companies that seem to be continuously breaching the no call that is no doubt they they seem to be around every corner at every time of the day and and you name the topic the subject matter they're going to be trying to sell you on it or scam you on it or get some information from you that possibly used against you or take your belongings or clean out your bank account so it's always always uh encourage customers and consumers to be on top of their game when they're getting calls from numbers they do not recognize or from um callers that that seem to be suspect in the uh presentation that they're putting forth to you so what do they do to so, get uh, to get off the list yeah so you know in these calls as we've we've talked about in some of the our materials of the last few weeks you know, it's it's 
people think it seems like it's happening all the time, and it really is. You know, just in the first 10 months of 2021, there were 42.8 billion robocalls made in the U.S. Just in the state of Mississippi in the month of October, 40 million calls into this came into the state. That's about 13.8 calls per person. That's a call. That's a 15 calls every second. Unbelievable. <laughs> it, it is just, you know, in and all they have to do is just, you know, just a tenth of a percent of the time successful in acquiring um, your belongings, it makes it worth their while. And these guys have it down to an art. So, uh, yeah, we were so pleased to be able to at least uh, offer and put forth notice of alleged violations to eight different groups that we have been able, through the diligence of consumers out there, providing to us the information around the, the scam and, and, and calls they have received, providing us those numbers, the time, uh, helping with their carrier provider. Uh, gives us the tools we need to further investigations and, and accumulate as those numbers come in from across the state, not just within the Central District. Be able to pull that together. Um, and and through these notice of alleged violations, we we use these as tools to begin to reach out and determine are these folks, do they have valid um, offices or, or areas of operation uh, to ensure it's just not some some guy sitting in a basement doing this. Um, and by their response, it allows us to begin the process of really evaluating what that violation looks like, the ability to um, uh, determine their locale of operation so we can pursue them and provide them with a summons, uh, additional subpoenas, structure the complaint as necessary where we can then hopefully apply fines and issue an order. Uh, so it's one step in the the judicial process, part of due process, and it's one of, of several. But um, again, it is it's good to get to this point because that means we have certainly uh, identified the the the, perp- the perpetrator, the the violator, potential alleged violator in this, and we have something to really go after. So many times the numbers we receive turn, you know, because they're spoofed or run through various networks, they turn out to be dead ends. Uh, these have shown that they are calls originating from a, a particular source, multiple calls at that. Mm-hmm. And so we, we were able to accumulate the tools, working with the Attorney General's office, our no-call investigators, and others, um, subpoenas to the carriers, getting that information. It's really helping us build that case. But it, it's one step in a, in a large process, but it's, at least it's, it's good to be able to identify these folks and show, the, show customers that uh, their participation, their contributions through their time of, of submitting these numbers and through our no-call app, through written, through calling into our no-call folks, filing these complaints online, uh, it really assists us in allowing us to, to go after these violators. So it's key then for consumers, if they're t- being targeted, they need to report it. How do they do it? It does. So we, like I said, we have our no-call app you can download. Okay. Uh, you can go online and file it through our complaint process on our PSC website. Mm-hmm. We have uh, three no-call investigators within the Central District and others in, in the other parts of the district. Reach out to them through our 1-800 that can be found online. Um, and also you can download um, um, a form and you can fill those out and you can make multiple copies and as these calls come in, write them down, jot them down, record them and send to them you know, in, in a bulk 
you know, once a week or once a month. And you wouldn't believe how many we actually get mailed into the office on a frequent basis. Really? So, um, uh, you know, the diligence of these folks out there, our customers, our constituents, you know, hats off to them for assisting us in this process. Right. So uh, someone on the ceasefire text line says, if the technology to spoof calls exists, then certainly the technology to block it exists. It's a, a as you know, it's a uh, it's a cat and mouse game. I, I kind of liken it to uh, radar and radar detectors yeah. that you come up with technology to detect it, right? It, and it's and, a game. Um, and yep. block radar from tracking you. One improves the other. Right. Uh, and there, there are tools out there, a no-call app. Um, there are tools that the carriers can provide, uh, the various uh, providers of telecommunication services. They have helped develop things. Uh, you can download. There's there's mechanisms on your smartphones that help with that. In many cases, you can block anybody who's not in your call list. Yeah. Of course, that may prevent emergency calls or calls you're really expecting from an unknown number. Um, and then there's third-party calls, uh, third-party tools and apps that you can go online and download. And I've heard these are very effective as well. Yeah. Um, so there, there's a lot of firewalls, a lot of tools that can be utilized. It's just you know really determining what level of protection and what level of, of um, resistance are you are you willing to to yeah. put forth out there. It's it's really it's no different than the whole. Uh, realm of uh, digital cybersecurity. It's it's you've got all these incredibly powerful, sophisticated tools to protect against breach and uh, unwanted intrusion. But the bad guys, they've got very good technology to get around all that. So it's just, it's just a constant cat and mouse game, and it's what or it's from a direction you never expected. <clears throat> that's that's right. Yeah. So uh, that's... all right. So you got that going on. Yeah. I, I got to ask you this. So yeah. there is so much money that's been poured into the state and more coming with respect to build out of rural broadband. Mm -hmm. When are we done? It's like every time I turn around there's more money coming. Uh, so this infrastructure plan that the president just signed, it's got another big jump. We it had does. we had money that came down through through COVID relief that uh, got distributed and is, and is being tapped and used by uh, certainly the electric co-ops to a great extent right now to, to light up the rural areas where they service from an electrical uh, pers perspective. But it, it just seems like that there's just more money. I just I, – do we have a map somewhere, Commissioner, that says this this is the what we call the white space. It's not let, yet lit up. Yeah. That's still yet to be connected, yeah. and this is how much it's going to cost to connect them. There are maps out there through the federal uh, uh, the Federal Communications Commission, the FCC. Their rural broadband maps. They're not the most accurate in the world. Yeah. Many times they show areas shaded that says yes, these are covered, but that's not always the case, hmm. and certainly not at speeds that consumers won't demand nowadays. Ten one, twenty five three. Those no longer support the multiple devices and the type of activity, streaming, gaming, um, other other working from home, schooling from home. When you pancake all those demands on each other, the performance is just not there where we need anymore. Yeah. Um, and, and through the CARES Act money that came through that the, the broadband um, that the cooperatives are now utilizing, most of that is going in as a 100 up, 100 down minimum. Okay. And opportunities to really expand that going forth. Some of them will be potentially off in gigatic, gigabit tier speed mm -hmm. in rural areas. I mean, mm -hmm. hey, that's good stuff. But you're right. All that money coming down through the CARES Act, the 
American uh, rescue. ARPA rescue plan uh, back in March, I believe. Yes, signed by money Biden. coming there. The, all the money that was won through the Rural Digital Opportunity Fund, four hundred ninety-five million there, right. and it, and the one hundred million minimum coming to the state. Um, other money come to the legislature. There's a lot of avenues. We don't have, unfortunately, a really centralized way to track and have make sure that's a distributed property. But the PSC, through our eligible telecommunication, telecommunication certifi- certification yeah. review, allows us a, a window into how that is being done on an annual basis. Gotcha. Still a lot of work to be done. We have a long way to go. We've made a lot of progress. But um, it's going to be exciting over the next couple of years to really see this build-out take place. Hang around if you want. I'm sure you got more to talk about. Yeah, we certainly can. I appreciate it. Yeah, we got Commissioner Brent Bailey. He is the Commissioner of the Public Service Commission in Mississippi's Central District. We'll step aside for a break on Middays. We'll be right back. From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, mostly sunny conditions, high near 76. Tonight, a 40% chance of rain, partly cloudy, low around 54. Your Thursday, a 40% chance of rain, partly sunny, high near 67. And for your finally Friday, a beautiful day, sunny skies, high near 61. This weather forecast has been brought to you by our friends at RJ's Outboard Sales and Service at 1208 Old Fannin Road. RJ's Outboard Sales and Service, your Yamaha Outboard dealer in Brandon. Innovative Health Clinic in Ridgeland has your answers for urinary issues. The Incella treatment option for urinary leakage is your solution. Sit down comfortably, remain fully clothed, and get rid of incontinence problems. If you have 10 minutes to spare and think this treatment option could change your life, call Innovative Health Clinic today to set up a free appointment, 601-944-5585, or online at InnovativeHealthClinic.net. I wish there was a place where we could sample wines before we buy. There is. Colony Bistro and Wine Bar just opened right next door to Colony Wine Market in Madison. They have 32 wines by the glass, wine flights, and the food is terrific. Yes, get your purse, sweetie. Hey, this is Bob, and if you're like me, you like dealing with local people. Majestic Metals was founded in Mississippi in 1954 and are headquartered right in Gluckstadt. For complete metal building systems and steel roofing and siding, call the hometown folks. Majestic Metals, 800-647-8540 or online at MajesticMetalsINC.com. Make it a November to remember with a new Mazda from Mazda of Jackson. Come in during the Season of Inspiration sales event and get 0.9% financing for 36 months on all remaining 2021 Mazdas in stock. That's right, 0.9% financing. This will save you thousands in finance charges. We're also giving you an additional $750 in customer cash on new Mazda CX-9s and get your first year's maintenance on us. Plus, you can buy with confidence with a 20-year, 250,000-mile powertrain warranty from Mazda of Jackson. Our incredible credit team works hard to get you approved. 100% credit approval is always our number one goal. Bring in your current vehicle and we'll buy it even if you don't buy a new one from us. Don't overpay for your next vehicle. Get to Mazda of Jackson today during the Season of Inspiration sales event. Going on now at Mazda of Jackson, where nobody walks away because everybody saves. I-55 Frontage Road North in Jackson. Call 991-2222 today. Mazdaofjackson.com. See dealer for details with proof credit on select models. One Mississippi, two Mississippi. (laughs) There are actually a lot of Mississippis. We're the birthplace of the blues and the king of rock and roll. We're not just the Delta. 
where beaches and boardwalks, bright lights, and brighter smiles. There's a Mississippi for everyone. Shouldn't a local bank offer just as much? The Citizens Bank gives you more accessibility to lenders, more products, and more fit. Whatever your Mississippi, it takes one Mississippi to choose your local bank. The Citizens Bank, in your corner, member FDIC. Richard Cross, be sure to catch Sports Talk Mississippi, your new home for the best sports coverage right here in the Magnolia State. Every day from 3 until 6, right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. The talk that keeps Mississippi talking. We're rolling. Hit it. Go. Play it. Middays with Gerard Gibbert on Super Talk Mississippi. us out there. Appreciate that, Rhino. We got Brad Bailey, the Public Service Commissioner of Mississippi's Central District. Three districts in Mississippi, right? North, That's it. South, Central. That's it. And I gotta say, your bumper music, sir, gets folks fired up. It gets you <laughs> rocking up. <laughs> Takes you out of a set and brings you into another one feeling good. Tapping <laughs> yeah. your feet. All the credit to Rhino <laughs> there. He's right, a man. He's a man on that. Alright, so uh, on the ceasefire text line, I get this a lot, Brent. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is your district, I believe. No internet, uh, high-speed internet in northeast Madison County. Who would be responsible for that? So, um, interesting aspect. It, you know, that is not an area served by a rural electric cooperative. Right. 17 of 25 rural electric cooperatives in the state are beginning to uh, deploy and, and provide broadband services. Uh, that area is served by an investor-owned utility entity. So there are now opportunities through legislation last year allow the investor-owned utilities to potentially partner with third-party IRPs to use their middle mile backbone and, and um, um, fiber communications amongst their system to help deploy in the rural areas. Um, it's, it's incremental steps to get there. you got to identify that funding source. Um, some, this... Um, your um, text may not be aware, but the Board of Supervisors in Madison County, they've actually taken the step of hiring a broadband consultant to really go in and evaluate where the areas lack that service, uh, beginning to evaluate what type of technology is best suited. Is it fiber to the home? Is it wireless? Is it some other hybrid system? And then even help identify a, a, um, a provider who can help come in, deploy pursue grants, maybe some state federal leverage, um, and then serve that area of Madison County, maybe in partner with um, resources from homes and others. So, um, you know, everybody's doing everything, doing things a little different, and kudos to Madison County going out there and really taking the bull Hmm. by the horns and and understanding uh, the lack of service, you know, the the incumbent providers due to density issues and lack of population – serving those areas just don't meet their financial models yeah and that's just the reality of of free market telecommunications (laughs) yeah and this is a way to help kind of bridge that leverage these um 
as we said earlier, the, these these uh, taxpayer dollars, these public dollars, to help get a now what is determined to be a critical essential service to homes. Yeah, I want to be clear about that. None of this is possible without the taxpayer. Very, the bo- very the bottom line is yeah. is that it the, the economics do not work. The, uh, having been in the business, I just know that the economics do not work to go plant fiber in the ground all over the countryside and 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 serve. Uh, very sparsely populated areas with high-speed internet. So many and, parts and of our state have have number of customers per line mile in the single digits. Right, doesn't and, work and economically. If, and if only thirty to forty percent of those are subscribing to the service, it really makes the economics challenging. Yeah, for a hundred bucks a month or something, and yeah. then people complain about that. And and I got to tell you, uh, my experience uh, dealing with. Um, Wide area network connectivity is what we used to call it in the old days, a WAN, wide area mm-hmm. network, as opposed to a LAN, a local area network. And that technology has just absolutely just blossomed tremendously since the early days of that in the 90s. But I remember customers uh, spending twenty to $30,000 a month for 25 to 40 meg. Okay, so what can you get now uh, mm-hmm. for uh, $25,000? I mean, you could own the phone company almost. Right. But uh, so the, the advances in technology have driven the price down by orders of magnitude, literally. Now, no consumers could afford anything like that. That was, would be a business customer. Just to give you an idea of how much prices have, have uh, declined mm-hmm. precipitously, and it's all uh, totally a function of advances in technology. One of the big breakthroughs is when installing fiber became more practical and a lot less risky because we we came up with technology, the folks that make the fiber, to make it a lot less susceptible. Susceptible. Mm-hmm. I did I'm not even mm-hmm. saying that right. Susceptible. I can't say it. But anyhow, to, flexible. Yeah, to to bends. <laughs> Bend not break. Susceptible. Yeah, is the, is susceptible the to yeah. breakage. Right. Yeah. So when that when that advanced to the point where you could plant fiber and not have to worry about that, that's what what made all this possible. So. It's taxpayer money that is the key here. My concern, how, however, Commissioner, having been in the business again, just, just coming from that perspective, is that it's one thing to fund the capital cost associated with installing fiber and connecting to homes all the way back to the central core network where services is received from the carriers to distribute that Internet to the subscribers. But it's, there's also a lot of ongoing recurring costs associated with maintaining those networks and supporting customers. It is that, and that's where we hope uh, as these, these networks, these fiber lines extend out to rural areas, we hope folks take advantage of it. Subscribe. By subscribing to that, that's where these revenues continue to be generated yes. and sustain and ensure that um, the, the system could, remains intact, connected. You're yeah. receiving the service you demand, customer service uh um, emergency services, whatever. Um, we got to have participants as well. Yeah. And and there's going to be tools out there uh, as part of some of this legislation that was signed at the federal level to provide financial assistance to homeowners through what used to be called the Emergency Broadband Benefit Program. Now it's called the um, I think the American Accessibility mm. something or another. Uh, and it you know there, it's again it's a subsidy, yeah. but um, it helps introduce folks to these new services, and you hope. In short time, they become um, reliable, paying customers for this 
you yeah. know, critical service as we, um, you know, as we continue to, to be, be more comfortable working from home, learning from home, doing telehealth and, and other communications and, and business activities behind your laptop, over your phone, talking to Alexa yeah. or Siri or, or yeah. whoever you have conversations with. So in the case of a, a subscriber or potential subscriber and an address that consumes power from a traditional for-profit uh, power company such as Entergy, mm-hmm. I don't think they've announced any plans, have they, to deploy Internet? Nothing yet. Nothing yet. That doesn't mean they're, they're working um, diligently behind the scenes to help yeah. facilitate that. And they know that's something that the commission, uh, myself and my colleagues, are, are, are encouraging them to do as they continue to uh, expand, improve, modernize modernize uh, their grid um, with um, with future-proof telecommunication opportunities and leverage that for the benefit of rural Mississippians and others. Yeah. Um, so we're, we're, we're anxious to see when and where that goes. Uh, but we know there's a lot of lot of communications and conversations going on. Would they qualify for the federal grants? That's a good question. It's kind of That's iffy, good isn't it? And some of the new language um, that I was reading, the infrastructure bill, really opens up to profits, nonprofits. That's what I uh, thought. What about um, traditional carriers, AT&T, et cetera, yeah, it, ceasefire, for-profit? I think profit. it's very possible the way I interpreted nice, that me too. now, how others and legals interpret it as well. Uh, it, it may have some challenges way down in the fine print that I didn't get to, but um, it certainly seems to have a, a much broader impact of where that can be applied. So in general, uh, an Entergy customer, or even what about Mississippi Power on the coast? Is that who covers the coast, right? Yes, and, and you know, they all, as they, as they improve their communications, their fiber network and opportunities to share that, um, release it out, however you want to look at it. Yep. I don't think either one of them wants to be in the business no. of telecommunications serving broadband, no. but with the proper protections and protocols and, and cyber protections, things like that, I think they're more than happy to lease out that fiber because that's revenues coming in that can flow back to the customer while providing a service in rural areas that may not be uh, provided by your incumbent telecoms due to the economic. Uh, of course, that assumes that they install fiber. Because right. they they that's don't right. they don't have fiber uh, to to service addresses. That's customers. right. I mean, it have to be a a, a good um, um, financially stable third party to do right. that. Right. And there's there's plenty out there. I think, right. Ready and willing to do it. Again, if they can have that economic certainty yes. that um, they'll get a a reasonable return on their investment <clears throat> and can be solvent. The electric co-ops. You said seventeen to twenty five. Mm-hmm. Okay. What are they doing? And we got only a minute left here. What, how are they supporting their customers? Are they are they outsourcing that to third parties? Or are they building that out internally? Most of them are doing it internally, uh, creating a subsidiary. Um, Ooh, you know, and, and and really has been admirable of what they're doing. It, not everybody has the same business model, but a lot of them are doing it internally and creating their office and it's a subsidiary. Wow. And uh, you have a customer network and you got a able communications to. Um, market yeah. that service. So um, we're excited to see where it's going. We've seen a lot of good progress in, with these guys. Sounds good. Brent, thanks for coming on. Thank you, sir. Brent, Anytime. You got it. Brent Bailey, Public Service Commissioner of Mississippi Central District. We'll take a break right here, and we'll come right back.
No Drip Roofing and Construction. Online at nodripms.com. Whatever Mother Nature dishes out, No Drip Roofing and Construction can take care of it. 601-371-1051. 601-371-1051. 601-371-1051. Rogue has been serving families in Jackson for over five decades. As we return to life, return to work, church, football, etc., let the Rogue get the men in your life ready for all occasions. We have the latest in game day gear for Ole Miss, Mississippi State, and USM. Last-minute needs for a party? We have three on-site tailors to take care of any last-minute needs. Complimentary alterations and gift wrap with every purchase. Our employees have over 150 years of experience at The Rogue Serving Mississippians. Hey, this is Jimmy Primos at the range in Gluckstadt. Hunting season is almost here, and to help you celebrate our favorite time of the year, we've just got in a huge selection of rifles and shotguns, as well as the ammo to go with them. Our gunsmithing department is offering fast turnaround on firearms that you meant to turn in long before now. The only problem I'm having is my wife, Jane. She got mad at me because I bought a new shotgun for dove season and hadn't said a word to me in two weeks. But, you know, the more I think about it, that's not such a bad thing after all. Are you having sewer and drain problems? Call the experts, Roto-Rooter. Since 1934, Roto-Rooter Plumbing has been fixing small home disasters. Mention this ad for $25 off any service. Call Roto-Rooter, 601-353-3333. That's 601-353-3333. Call Roto-Rooter, that's the name. And a wink on troubles down the drain. Roto-Rooter. Stop. David Cox here, Omar Financial. Do you have a 401k, IRA, retirement, or CD coming due? We can help with market-like returns and zero risk. Call David Cox, 957-3841, 957-3841 now. This is Brent Calloway. Since 1954, Calloway's has been family-owned and operated. We're located in Gludstadt, south of Germantown High. Callaway's has everything you need to make your yard and garden beautiful with trees, shrubs, fall color plants, soils, and mulches. Come see Callaway's beautifully decorated Christmas store. Our entire store turns into a Christmas wonderland with a large selection of permanent Christmas trees, wreaths, garlands, angels, nativities, ornaments, and much more. Callaway's fresh-cut Christmas trees, wreaths, and garlands will arrive a few days before Thanksgiving. Our landscape designers, Clinton Streeter and Corey Castle, can design and install your landscape. Give Callaway's a call to discuss your landscaping needs. Come see Callaway's beautifully decorated Christmas store. You will not be disappointed. Bring the family and enjoy the day. Callaway's Bloodstat on Calhoun Station Parkway, south of Germantown High. Callaway's is, Callaway's is, everything for home and I'm Andy Davis, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. A bill that would federally decriminalize and tax marijuana was introduced by a group of Republican lawmakers Monday. The state's reform act would remove cannabis from the Controlled Substances Act and implement a 3% federal tax on cannabis products. The measure would also expunge the records of close to 2,600 people convicted of nonviolent cannabis-related offenses. It defers to states when it comes to regulating marijuana, so none would have to change their current cannabis policies. Governor Tate Reeves has yet to call a special session on medical marijuana because he believes the legislation written for Mississippi lends itself more to recreational than medical marijuana. He believes the amount any one individual can get needs to be reduced. If you have 1 in 10 Mississippians with a card and they can produce up to 11 joints per day, that's 3.3 million joints per day. I'm Andy Davis. 
This is baseball player and fellow Mississippian, Jake Mangum. There are a lot of reasons to be proud of my home state. Mississippi State Baseball is one of the reasons, and Mississippi Farm Bureau Insurance is another. The dedicated team at Farm Bureau works hard to give me and the rest of their customers the best service possible. Visit favrates.com for great rates on home and auto insurance. Or find a local agent at msfbins.com. Farm Bureau Insurance. Go with the home team. Hey, y'all. Let's take some pride and get it together for Mississippi. Many of our highways and roads are just covered in litter. Put trash in its proper place. And if you drive a truck, remember, trash blows. Be sure to secure your load. Please do your part to keep Mississippi beautiful. Learn more at keepmsbeautiful.org. That's keepmsbeautiful.org. Remember, always protect the road. Secure your load. Mississippi, the place you call home, is a state like no other. From the music to the food and the people, the Magnolia State has so many good things to celebrate. And now you can, each weekday afternoon from 2 to 3, on Good Things with Rebecca Turner. Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour, bringing you the good stories of Mississippi's people, places, and all the good things to do. Life doesn't always have to be serious, so let's have fun. Good Things with Rebecca Turner, weekdays from 2 to 3 on Super Talk Mississippi. Is everybody ready? I'm ready. Ready here. Middays with Gerard Gibbert on Super Talk Mississippi. He also, I think, lead singer of Starship, if I'm not mistaken. Good tune there. Thank you for that, Rhino. I'm on Energy in Tate County, and they say they have no plans to run fiber. What is the plan for us to get high-speed Internet? I'm sorry I didn't ask uh, Brent that before he got away, but we did touch on a bit the discussion of uh, how do folks that are serviced by Energy from an electrical perspective, electricity perspective, What's the, uh, their options if Entergy is not going to uh, engage in providing Internet services? And, and honestly, it, it's going to take a carrier or somebody that's in the Internet business that wants to deploy that in your area. It's, it's just it's an economic problem, a business problem. And these electric uh, co-ops that are receiving subsidies, essentially, from uh, the taxpayers, from the government, to build out these networks, uh, it's the only way they could do it. Without those dollars coming in from a third party, in this case the government, it's just not possible, economically speaking, 
and they're they're kind of uh, taking some degree of risk that even when they make those investments and install those networks, that subscribers sign up and pay them some monthly fee, which is what they need to cover the cost of supporting the network and the customers. And it's obviously a seven twenty four environment. You you can't. Uh, you can't take off and only provide that service for part of the day. Folks expect that, just like they do with utilities. Same with telecom services. You expect that to to uh, be continuous, persistent. Man, remember when it was free nights and weekends, and that was the only time you used your cell phone? <laughs> That's right, yeah, I do. And so it just shows you how that has advanced. But yeah, we we expect that to work, work all the time. 724, 365 without interruption. That's the standard. So to do so not only requires really well designed and conceived and architected networks that are properly installed, but they've got to be maintained. You just don't install them and say, okay, done, have your network. It's haven't been in that business, I can assure you. That's a, there's at least a little Continuous. bit of future-proofing also tied into it. How's that? Well, I mean, you're, you're not going to build out infrastructure for 75% of what you presume you're going to have in the next 10 years. You're going to build it out for 100% or more. Oh, that's right. And hopefully have growth. That, that's right. Exactly. Uh, always scalable and scalability built into the design of networks is, is key best practice. But that math gets a little funny if you're talking about running service to a community that has, say, shrunk in population over the last couple of census, or maybe doesn't even have a population that would, even if they, even if the population, the entire population, mm-hmm. were paying a monthly fee, how long would it take to recoup the costs? Yeah. Uh, exactly. And, and it's rare to have 100% adoption of anything. That, that's right. Uh, it, but, and so I don't know what their business models look like with respect to the addressable market, what they call the TAM, the total addressable market, and what they expect in terms of penetration of the TAM. Uh, I don't know how, what they, uh, they use as a penetration rate in their modeling, in their business modeling. But just know that it is it is it is an expensive proposition, not only to install and deploy the capital expenses associated with building networks, but the operating expenses associated with maintaining, operating, administering, securing, supporting. That's also expensive. So it's the capex and opex aspect of the entire endeavor. Uh, and Thomas does make a point, Thomas and Greenwood, on the ceasefire text line. By the way, anyone can get fiber internet anywhere in Mississippi. All they got to do is pay the price. Right. He does make it's just a, cost prohibitive for most people. That's exactly right. Or not most people, but most and, people that don't have it currently. That's exactly right. And, and, and for me, having grown up in the industry, uh, the networking industry in particular, just seeing the price of bandwidth plummet. I mean, it's it's the ultimate in, in terms of value for consumers, and I'm, I'm not talking about just uh, individual consumers 
but business consumers as well. It's the, it's the ultimate in improvement in value and productivity when you think about declining prices and improvement in performance and functionality and capacity. It's, it's mind-boggling. I, I mentioned this. I, I remember it distinctly, a customer in downtown Jackson that had to have what was available at the time in terms of high-speed, wide-area connectivity, not just the Internet, there was no Internet, just to connect to their locations in other parts of the country. It was twenty-five grand a month for a, for a 40 meg uh, at the time for private uh, wide-area connectivity, and it was, it was based on what was called ATM technology, asynchronous transmission mode. I'm getting wonky, but nonetheless, that's all that was available back then. I'm just making the point that Back then, $25,000 for 45 meg, and today you what, get a gig for 120 to your house. And, and that's not even taking into account the progress that will be made in the near future regarding this sector of technology. I mean, we've had people on the air talking about they're, they're looking into different ways to provide broadband speeds with line of sight communication and or drones yeah. i mean if you get drone technology that can keep a drone up in the air and be line of sight with another drone to provide broadband connectivity that's a whole lot less expensive than having to run the fiber in the ground or run it along the poles yeah and set all those poles there there's lots of technology uh no question you're absolutely right in, in the works and um, and so, and that's just the miracle of how all this stuff works. It keeps leapfrogging. Now, Thomas does also make a comment. I take a little bit of an exception to it. He says, y'all realize that the equipment they install that costs millions is outdated by the time they get it installed. Well, it, it, this is something I've dealt with in the technology industry my entire career, so that it, obsolescence is always a concern. When does this become obsolete? And we, we typically divide that conversation between technically obsolete and functionally obsolete. So the equipment may be technically obsolete, and then in that by the time you install it, new equipment, upgraded, updated, more advanced equipment has now been introduced and is available. So technically, you could say that it's, it's behind. But functionally, is it still doing a job for you? Do you need to go invest? in the latest greatest, as they say, you can make the same analysis about vehicles. Your, your vehicle, by the time you drive it off a lot, you know the new models are coming out soon, it makes it somewhat, renders it somewhat technically obsolete, but does it still get you from point A to point B? Yeah, so it's functionally doing the job for you. And so when you make those investments is when it gets to the point where it's not working out for me functionally, therefore I got to upgrade and update. So. That's kind of that's how that works. And ATM is superior to current packet handling. I disagree with you on that, Thomas. Um, I've got an, an enormous amount of experience with ATM technology. Sorry, buddy. I disagree with you on that. So um, there's a reason why carriers pretty much have dumped ATM, although there still is a fair amount of it in use installed to carry voice traffic. Not so much on the digital side. We lit up, uh, so folks may be interested to know this, you too, Thomas, the very first campus network that connected all of the users on a network at University Medical Center, my company designed and installed, and it was on an ATM backbone, because there, at the time, Rhino, 
100 megabit Ethernet had not been introduced. 100 megabit. So as a backbone, the best you could do is ATM, which was 45 meg, as a backbone. And we let the whole campus up, service 10,000 users on an ATM backbone network made by 3Com Corporation. It was featured nationally for the work we'd done there at UMC, not far from here. By the way, the year, 1997. 1997. There you go. Anyhow, we're rambling on about ATM technology. <laughs> Hope you enjoyed that. We'll be back with more talk. We got an update on the Rittenhouse trial here when we return. This is Dennis Stevenson, Director of the Motor Carrier Safety Division of the Mississippi Department of Public Safety. The Highway Patrol, in conjunction with the Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration, is conducting big rig road checks for safety each month throughout the state for motor vehicles. Troopers and truckers working together to keep our roads and highways safe. Since the program began, we have issued over 15,000 citations to ensure that everyone is safe on the road. Troopers and truckers working together to keep our Mississippi roadways safe. Hi, this is Mark Shapley of M.M. Shapley Steakhouse. This past year, we were fortunate to see many new faces and reacquaint with old friends, and I believe I know why. Being from the Mississippi Delta, we learned how to entertain while creating a comfortable home environment, and that's M.M. Shapley Specialty. M.M. Shapley's is your place for award-winning steaks and homemade tamales. M.M. Shapley's, real, authentic, welcoming, fine dining. For reservations, visit mmshapleys.com or call 601-957-8000. If you or someone you know suffers from dizziness or imbalance, Physical of Jackson, spelled F-Y-Z-I-C-A-L, can help improve your balance and decrease your chances of falling. Susan Geiger and her team of specialized therapists are as unique as their name, providing a personalized approach to therapy and cutting-edge equipment. Physical, F-Y-Z-I-C-A-L, spelled different because we are different. Call today for your appointment, 601-487-2260. Hey, I'm here with Alex Murray of Auto Innovation. At Auto Innovation, we want to change your car buying experience. When you're in the market for a quality pre-owned vehicle, please come see us. We want to make friends, not just customers. All eligible vehicles are inspected by a Master Tech mechanic and come with a limited powertrain warranty on us. We are located on Highway 51 in Ridgeland. Come by and see us or check out our inventory online at autoinnovation.net. Let us change your car buying experience. Auto Innovation, Highway 51 in Ridgeland. This is The Cutting Edge with DeKalb, Asgro, Delta Pine, technical agronomist Greg Ferguson. We're just about finished with the soybean crop. Uh, really had some pretty strong yields across the board this year. One of our early varieties, our Asgro 43XO, has really, really performed better than what we expected, especially for a 4.3 maturity. Uh, it has been running right with our, our two mainstays, our Asgro 46X6 and our Asgro 48X9. So we really, really like the looks of those varieties. Uh, we've also got uh, a newer one that we're looking at as well, our Asgro 46XO, which has just been pops on our, our lighter soils, things like that. Really excited about looking at that one. 
That was Greg Ferguson, technical agronomist for DeKalb, ASGRO, and Delta Pine. Be sure to sign up for local agronomic updates at growthesouth.com slash sign up. Y'all listen up. Have you seen all the litter on the sides of our roads? We need to all do our part to fight litter. Put trash in its proper place and make sure items in your truck beds are secure. Remember, trash blows. Secure your load. Please do your part to keep Mississippi beautiful. Learn more at keepmsbeautiful.org. That's keepmsbeautiful.org. Remember, always protect the road, secure your load. Do you ever feel like you're in the dark? Well, with a propane generator, you'll never be in the dark again, at least when the lights go out. Enjoy the comfort and safety of knowing you have a propane generator always ready when the electricity goes out. Propane generators are sure you'll always have power. Propane-fueled, clean cooking, hot water on demand, warm and consistent heat, and power when you need it most. Why would you choose anything else? Energy for everyone, propane. Visit MSPropane.com. That's MSPropane.com today. This is Ben Shapiro reminding you to listen to The Ben Shapiro Show weekday nights starting at 9 p.m. here on 97.3 Super Talk Jackson. It's so awesome! Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Come on! Let's get on with the show! On Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back, everyone. Midday Super Talk Mississippi. Bill in Tupelo says, I believe cellular internet would be a better option for extremely rural, sparsely populated areas by necessity. I use Spire Cellular. Um, so, yeah, the, the advent and the build out of wireless, fixed wireless internet certainly is a thing. And it's even available in Madison County here, around the central area, from a couple of the carriers, I believe. Uh, definitely coming, uh, no question about it. Kyle and Jackson actually says, at the Denver airport recently, I connected to Verizon 5G ultra-wide band and had a download speed of 1,300 megabits per second, which is 1.3 gigabit. Yeah, that's pretty good. That's what you should be getting out of 5G. I think you'll see even improved performance as the networks uh, continue to build out and are enhanced. So a lot of cool stuff. You know, this, the same issue, of course, exists with respect to installing and, and uh, deploying high-speed uh, mobile fixed wireless networks. I shouldn't say mobile. Excuse me. Fixed wireless networks. I'm so used to talking about the mobile carriers, but fixed wireless networks out amongst the uh, along the rural landscape. You still got a big capex associated with that, but it is certainly an option. 
Uh, that stuff does work pretty good. No question about it. So Tommy said C Spire quoted me 12K to run it to my house in Flora one mile. I'm not surprised, Tommy. I'm, I'm surprised it's that cheap, to be honest with you. And I think that, again, is a function of the improvements in fiber installation technology, which is what I was talking about with Brent earlier, that you don't have to be nearly as careful as you had to be in physically installing uh, the sheath fiber. Uh, fiber usually is manufactured uh, in a sheath um, where there are multiple strands of fiber in the sheath, usually 24. It's typically how it's Not much wider than a human hair. Yeah, and it's glass. And so it's subject to, to breakage. But again, all kinds of improvements in technology and the manufacture of the glass fiber and the sheathing around it and so forth, and tools to install it have made that a, a lot more practical and a lot less risky and a lot less expensive, which is just great. Uh, it's not fair to energy customers on one side of the road and Delta Electric customers across the road got internet subsidized by the government. Yeah, I mean, it's... I think the question there is fairness. You know, what's fair and not fair? Uh, we've uh, talked a lot about high-speed internet and I hope everybody enjoyed that conversation. I know it's a big one. And, and Mississippi's a state that has a lot of folks that live in the rural areas. And we want to see them all get lit up. It's just the question is, how best to achieve that? And who should pay for it? And, and what the business model should look like? It's complicated, extremely complicated. In the meantime, we were talking about our texture here that has accused us of being racist. So Rhino, I'm seeing him on the screen right now. Leo Terrell, he's a Fox News contributor. He's pretty, pretty well known. Civil rights attorney, I believe, African-American attorney. And this is what he has to say about the Rittenhouse trial. Uh, get into the mistakes that Jonathan Turley and other legal analysts and, and experts like yourself have said that this prosecution made. And then we've got to talk about that gun. We'll get to that. Harris, let me tell you right now, again, 30 years of practicing law, I've done criminal cases. This prosecutor is a disaster. He is, his obligation, I want people to understand this, the obligation of the government is to prostitute, prosecute cases on justice, on law. They, this is a political case, Harris. It's about finding an escape goat. It's about the Second Amendment. It's about the gun. This case should have never been prosecuted, Harris, because there were not facts. This is an affirmative action, self-defense case. And it should have been basically the reason why this case should have never been prosecuted. It was driven by so, the media. It was a George Floyd aftermath. It was a mistake. So do you think that, and this is kind of rhetorical, do you think that the prosecution is aware that it's maybe made some mistakes? And you've seen the drama. You and I were on the air the other day when the judge was admonishing yes. the prosecutor, Thomas Binger, and they were going back and forth. So why in the world, when, you're, when your goal usually, in cases that I've covered, I've not been in your shoes as a civil rights attorney, but I've covered many cases, your goal is to bring the jury with you to bring them into your world as a storyteller, as a fact disseminator, and to say this is how the thing laid out. Wow. Sounds like he agrees with us. <laughs> this is just a big political deal as much as anything. As much as anything. Now, a gun was fired and two folks died, and another was shot at, so you need to 
to take it to court. We'll be right back with the Attorney General Lynn Fitch. Stay with us. You're listening to WFMN Flora Jackson, Super Talk Mississippi, powered by your tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros. Online at baroniestreepros.com. News. I'm Karen McHugh. Democrats now focusing on passing President Biden's huge Build Back Better bill. Fighting climate change is a big part of that package, something that cannot wait, says this congressman. This is something that is going to happen. It's going to happen in a big and bold and historic way. And the planet is going to be much better off as a result of it. New York Democrat Representative Hakeem Jeffries, Republicans say passage would only lead to higher inflation. Meanwhile, along the southern border, the Texas Land Commissioner tells Fox that there's no let up in the number of migrants trying to enter the U.S. illegally. And with close to two million apprehensions estimated this year, we need an administration that's going to actually do their job and have a sense of urgency. George P. Bush is a candidate for Texas Attorney General. President Biden slated to meet with his Mexican and Canadian counterparts this week. America is listening to Fox News. As locals, ADS Security is committed to keeping the community safe. We're the same great company, same local office, with the same local service you've counted on for years. Visit us in Gluckstadt. ADS Security, 601-898-3105. Call today. Hey everybody, I'm Commissioner Andy Gibson inviting you to stand for American freedom with our veterans Sunday, December 5th, 5.30 p.m. We're going to be remembering the 80th anniversary of Pearl Harbor with a benefit concert for Friends of Mississippi Veterans featuring Travis Tritt live and in concert with a special appearance by Lee Greenwood. And we want to see you standing for American freedom alongside Travis Tritt Sunday, December 5th, 5.30 p.m. Tickets are on sale now at Ticketmaster.com and at the Coliseum box office. Rogers Dab Chevrolet is a proud sponsor of Ole Miss Sports. Rogers Dab Service Parts and Quick Lube are open Monday through Friday from 7 a.m. till 6 p.m. and Saturdays from 7 a.m. till 3 p.m. Crossgates Brandon or RogersDabs.com. I'm Andy Davis, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. The first lease sale in the Gulf of Mexico in a year is expected to take place today, and that was prompted by a federal court order. Recently, Senator Cindy Hyde-Smith questioned President Biden's ongoing foot dragging on resuming lease sales for oil and gas during a Senate Energy Committee hearing Tuesday. Since the administration is waiting on a comprehensive review, no preparations for sales beyond 2022 have been discussed. Last time the issue of the comprehensive review was brought up, this committee was told by several witnesses that it would have it by summer of 2021, which is come and gone. We still have no clear answer as to when this review will finally come to light. She says further delays will contribute to higher energy prices. An Marion County woman has been arrested for SNAP fraud. The Mississippi Department of Human Services says investigators found that Shayla Cartier received an over-issuance of SNAP benefits for more than $26,000. I'm Andy Davis. Hey, it's me, Gus the Gopher for Atmos Energy. Being a gopher, I like to dig. That's what us gophers were born to do, along with eating plants, taunting groundskeepers, and listening to bluegrass music. And I especially enjoy digging around the yard. Occasionally, I bump into a utility line and I get a headache. Ouch! After all, they're hard to miss since they can be buried anywhere. But if you hit one with your shovel, backhoe, or ditch digger, you could cause a gas leak, disrupt service, or worse. Makes me shaking my paws just thinking about it. 
You can avoid all of this by calling 811 at least three business days before you or someone else digs in your yard to have those underground utility-owned lines marked. Calling 811 will help protect your property, and more importantly, you. It's free, and it's the law. You dig what I'm saying? For more on safe digging, visit atmosenergy.com slash 811. During October, inflation increased by an annualized 11.9%, a rate not seen since 1980. Congressman Michael Guest said right now, this Thanksgiving is shaping up to be the most expensive in history. The best way we can reverse inflation is to cut spending and remove harmful policies that progressives have enacted. And the Mississippi Lottery Corporation completed its October transfer of over $11 million in net proceeds to the state treasury. That brings the total for FY 2022 to over $44 million. Mississippi reached a milestone earlier this month, surpassing the $1 billion mark in gross sales in less than two years. Lottery President Jeff Hewitt said, we outpaced other states. I think if you look at other, other lotteries, mm -hmm. it, it, about our size, I think we surpassed anything they did. I don't, I don't think anybody expected to see us do what we did. Over a quarter of a billion dollars went back to Mississippi during that period for roads, bridges, and education. I'm Andy Davis. Before the action begins, make sure your bets are in. Every hit. This ball is crushed. Every point. Who are they giving to? Sportsbook at Golden Moon Casino revolutionizes the fan experience. On your phone, casino kiosk, at the timeout lounge. Don't just be a fan, be a player, be a winner. Get to Sportsbook at Golden Moon Casino. We're not just fans, we're here to play. MTV is celebrating 40 years, and Grammy Museum Mississippi invites you to explore the history of this iconic exhibit. Take a trip back to the beginning with artifacts and interviews with four remaining MTV VJs. Enjoy memorabilia from Michael Jackson to Bon Jovi with historical moments in MTV programming along with interactives and more. To learn more about the MTV Turns 40, I Still Want My MTV Exhibit, and other monthly programs and events, visit GrammyMuseumMS.org. To all the folks in the Capital City metro area, love to have you join me tomorrow morning, 6 till 9, Gallo Show. We'll start your day the informed way. Super Talk Mississippi 97.3. Get ready, get ready to go beyond the headlines and join a meaningful conversation with people from around the state. You're listening to Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Here on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back, everyone. Middays, Gerard and Rhino in the studio, bumping you into the afternoon on this hump day. Thank you, Rhino. Joining us now in the studio, Mississippi's Attorney General, Lynn Fitch. Good afternoon, General. Thanks so much for coming in. Always good to see you. Good afternoon. Great to be with you. Thanks for having me today. You got it. So you guys uh, are busy. You've got a lot on the plate. Let's talk first about the uh, the abortion case, the Dobbs versus Jackson Women's Health Organization, scheduled to be uh, heard by the Supreme Court. 
Coming up in December, right? December the 1st. We're two weeks okay. out. December it's, 1st. We're excited that it's almost here. And, you know, this is such a monumental case, Gerard. It's going to not only impact our state, it impact our country. Yeah. Um, it's very critical to how different states react and how we, again, look at the issues. Because certainly there's nothing in the Constitution. There's no history, no text, no script. Part of that that says abortion is uh, given right by the Constitution. So what we have to do, and what our argument is, you have to treat it like other issues that are applicable to states. So you apply the rational basis review by the courts. And just sort of explaining that, it's two questions. Does the state have a legitimate interest? And secondly, is the law rationally related um, to that meeting that interest? Well, if you think about it, for 50 years, there's been a detour. The United States Supreme Court didn't apply this rational basis test. They've had their own special set of rules that applied to abortion only. Um, whereas this is just truly a rule of law case. When you strip away all that political noise and everything, it's basically a question for each state. Uh, that's not happened over the last 50 years. You have had, you know, every different court, uh, which, as a reminder, are all unelected folks. Yeah. Um, and they've been making these decisions when, in fact, it should be held uh, the accountability to each state to determine what their laws should say. And that goes back to your legislators that you elect, your governors that you elect. And they're the voice. They're the ones that are the policymakers that we have all elected to serve in that capacity. So what is the government's case here? I mean, what, what will they argue? Well, you know, again, we make the argument that the role of the Constitution gives it to the people for yep. us. They're going to say that uh, Roe v. Wade is the precedent, that that's what you have to stay with. That is, um, they're going to make that argument that it is given right through the Constitution to have the abortion right. We're certainly going to make the, the difference uh, in that regard. You know, and the other part of that is, is you know, what's happened in 50 years? You know, let's talk about the role of of women in 50 years. In 50 years, we've had, you know, the 1993, you had the the medical, the um, maternity, paternity leave was installed. Right. You've had women, careers have changed. You look at the, um, even in the last couple of years, things have changed where you can remotely work or you've got flexible schedules or consultants or things where um, mothers can do both. You don't have to be pitted one against the other. You can successfully have a career, and you can successfully raise a family. And I think that's so key to where we are 50 years later, to have that discussion and the empowerment of women, and then certainly saving and protecting the sanctity of life. Um, and if you look even at certainly at the technology, uh, look at the medical advancements, what we know now that we didn't know 50 years ago. Right. So. No question. So, all right. So, General, is there is there a technical aspect of this case as well with respect to human viability of, of a fe- of a fetus? So, our our case based on our laws, fifteen week abortion ban. Yeah. So, we are going to make the argument that that is exactly where it should be. Our legislators, our governor opted to make that decision on behalf of the state of Mississippi. Mm-hmm. I think when you see in a, a post-Roe v. Wade world, you're going to see different states react differently. 
states should have their own accountability laws, their own accountability of their legislators, their governors. Uh, I think you'll see an array. I think you certainly will see in the red states very conservative laws governing abortion. But I think it'll be very different. But I think for the first time, you're not going to pit, you know, a woman against a woman. You're not going to pit women against the children and having to make those choices and know that now for the first time in 50 years, they are absolutely empowered to do both. Yeah. All right, so explain the relevance of Dobbs versus Jackson Women's Health Organization, the, the parties in the case. How, how did that uh, evolve? Well, Dr. Dobbs um, sure. is certainly our, our, our chief uh, uh, health officer for the state and has done a tremendous job, but he was the lucky draw. He's the first named plaintiff, uh, and so he's <laughs> now become the, it's become the Dobbs case. Okay. Um, and then the health organization is the abortion provider here in the state of Mississippi. Um, and as we got into this case and we you know, had the opportunity certainly to be selected to make the argument on behalf of our state, which affects so many others, we had 76 amicus briefs filed uh, in support of what we anticipate doing, which is basically saying it's time to overturn Roe v. Wade. Okay. It is time to make a difference, to change the trajectory of history um, involving women, how we empower women, and I mean all women, because you think about it, women have been affected, and they've had to make a choice, and that was their only choice. Here, all women together can decide um, that you can have a family, you can have a career, and then, but we should be empowering those, the women of color, the women who don't have you know, jobs or need new skill sets. We now need to look at it from a holistic perspective and empower and think about those babies we're saving and also think about how we're empowering those women in their next step as they raise those babies. Um, and that's important, too. And the, the other piece of that is we need to look at some very strong legislation on making fathers accountable. Um, certainly the, the mothers should be able to know that the fathers are going to be financially supporting these children through their economic, their financial steps until they, be, they mature. It shouldn't yeah. all be, you know, Set at the, the feet of the mother, yeah. but for us, we can all now, you know, have this real dialogue and this true conversation about how we help mothers, how we help women when they're pregnant, how we help them as they become mothers, and then how do we empower them as they move through life as they raise these children? Yeah, and and you know, you're so right. I think, uh, Governor, uh, excuse me, General, about the uh, the situation with the the fathers, because. You're aware that Mississippi does not do very well in that category in terms of the fatherless homes in our state. And statistics for years have uh, shown that and, – and these are irrefutable statistics. This is data that is has been uh, widely analyzed and collected and reported that children who come from these environments typically have a harder time in life and become more of a burden on society. And we're, we're letting the fathers uh, get away. And not holding them responsible whatsoever. Certainly agree it takes two to tango, but but fathers got to bear that responsibility. Many of them are just missing in action. Yeah, and it's uh, such a disservice to the children, um, and it's a disservice to those mothers when yeah. they're not being equally supportive as far as um, financially and, and helping raise these children as well. And, and you're right, the statistics show that sometimes they now get caught up in that same cycle when, in fact, now we can have that conversation, take some action, and maybe make a change. I mean, that's a, uh, a huge cultural change to be able to do that yes. and know that we're helping those children, we're helping those mothers. Um, 
the fathers being involved. I mean, it's just a win on so many levels. So what what happens here, General, if you prevail uh, in the case? Does this strike down and reverse Roe v. Wade? Is that what would be the effect? And then what would Mississippi then do? Um, after that, in the aftermath. You know, absolutely. If they rule in our favor, then certainly that means that our law is upheld. Okay. So that will be the law of the land for the state of Mississippi. Um, then any other state then can move and change their laws or the ones that they have in place would be upheld because, again, you're giving the rule of law back to the state, yeah. back to your lawmakers. And, and they're hard decisions. We all know that. But, again, we've elected these individuals to serve and to act as our policy-making decision-makers for on our behalf. And so you'll see a lot of different states will do different things. But yes, it would put our, our 15-week abortion ban in place. I know we've talked about it before. This is a Tenth Amendment federalism case as much as it is anything. Right. Well, and the question here is viability. And, you know, when we got the opportunity to, to rise to the call and answer the question, we did. We talked about the women in our, our brief. We yeah. talked about the sanctity of life. We also talked about protecting the medical profession. Yeah. And, again, this is the first time we could have a clear conversation to the justices that it's 50 years. And look at all the, the different factors that have changed. And it's time to overturn. It's time to allow us as individuals yeah. in our states collectively through our legislators to make a decision in how we want to um, be supportive for these women and children. Yeah. All right. Vaccine mandates. we got a few minutes left here. Yeah. Tell, tell us where we are on that. That uh, Some news, Bob. And I know you got to go, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, but we, this is a good topic we, we need to talk about. Here we go. So vaccine mandates, we're moving on all three levels. The president and his administration overreaching totally. Yep. Uh, we are fighting back. I have sued with my colleagues on all three levels. We've gotten a stay in the Fifth Circuit, and I will continue to fight because you shouldn't have to choose on your religious liberties, on your job, based on vaccination. And they have definitely gone the wrong way and tried to shoehorn um, mandates on all of us. So. I will continue that that fight on behalf of all Mississippians. Mississippi's Attorney General Lynn Fitch fighting for Mississippians. Appreciate you coming on. Always good to see you. Great to see you. Thank you. We'll be back with more talk here on Midday. Stay with us. From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, mostly sunny conditions, high near 76. Tonight, a 40% chance of rain, partly cloudy, low around 54. Your Thursday, a 40% chance of rain, partly sunny, high near 67. And for your finally Friday, a beautiful day, sunny skies, high near 61. This weather brought to you by No Drip Roofing and Construction. With rain coming, let us show you what the No Drip difference is all about. No Drip Roofing and Construction, online at NoDripMS.com. Carter Sledge Family Dentistry is just that, a family. It was just a good experience in, in itself to how they did it and how loving and compassionate they are. I was just so excited because it was exactly what he tells you. I cried. <laughs> I really cried. Carter Sledge Family Dentistry, 772 Lake Harbor Drive in Richland, 601-607-7876. Last year was a very tough year for the restaurant business, but our family of restaurants want to say to you, thank you. From Salamookies Jackson, thank, thank you. you. Thank you for always coming back. Thank you from all of us at Bravo. Thank, thank you, you so, so much. much.
Another way we can say thank you is our annual gift card sale. Buy three, get one free, and 10% we give to charity. You can buy them at the restaurants or online, 3in1giftcard.com. Ever feel like making an appointment with your doctor takes a lot of time, only to feel rushed through the actual appointment? Avoid the hassle at Capital Ortho, where our board-certified, fellowship-trained orthopedic surgeons are waiting to treat you immediately with one-on-one professional and personal patient care. Both you and your time matter to the staff at Capital Ortho. To schedule your same-day appointment, call 601-987-8200 or visit CapitalOrtho.com. At Clinton Body Shop, we really do take pride in perfection, and that's why we've been awarded the the ICAR Gold Certification for our 30th year straight. Only 11 shops worldwide have accomplished this. This remarkable achievement can only happen with continuous training from ICAR and the manufacturers of the vehicles you drive. In fact, we're trained and certified by more automakers than any shop in the market. At a time when insurers are pushing more than ever for discounted and shortcut repairs that save them money, why not insist on Clinton Body Shop, where you get an OEM certified repair using certified parts? If an insurer tries to steer you somewhere else, tell them you want the shop that's certified by the manufacturer of the car you drive. We're located in Clinton and Richland or online at clintonbodyshop.com. Jello here with a special invitation to join us weekday morning 6 to 9. Breaking news, quick shots, analysis, all right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. Now back to Middays with Gerard here on Super Talk Mississippi. What is love? Baby, don't hurt me. Don't hurt me no more. everyone middays gerard and rhino in the studio on this hump day chris from past christian says i think we need to leave roe v wade alone we already have thousands of kids in foster care waiting adoption financially a low-income family cannot afford to adopt and now we're going to add more people to the roster well let's see chris um Thanks for the text to ceasefire text line, 601-879-4395. You know, my first reaction to that, I guess, is should we just start randomly eliminating people? I mean, so, so is it – the question is, is it okay to do so in the name of economics when they're in the womb but not when they're out? Because I, I don't, I hear what you're saying, and I and I agree that the, certainly the burden, in particular, of of uh, children born out of wedlock, it's a number one cultural problem that that I think drives so many of our issues, economic issues, crime issues. Uh, just go down the list. 
it's all of that is related. And so I I think it makes sense, however, for the states and the citizens of a state to retain the right to determine that at um at, at, a, at a state level, within their state, the borders of their state. I, I, that's, to me, again, this case is as much, as much about that than anything. And, and the general is right. Advances in technology are such that viability of a human fetus in the womb, I mean, that's turned, been turned upside down relative to 1972. So that has to be considered at a minimum, right? So think of the distinction in the states, though, Rhino. you got a state, a conservative state, such as Mississippi, who I think if you were to go to the ballot box and, let's say, have a referendum, should we outlaw abortion, my guess is that would win, just totally eliminate it in Mississippi. And they're if I'm not mistaken, there are only one or two operating abortion clinics in the state. I think it's just one, yeah. One, right? Like in Hattiesburg or something, if I'm not mistaken. Is that right? I don't know why that comes to mind. I think mind. it's in Jackson. Oh, it is. Okay. All right. Well, nonetheless, one. Whereas you've got other states who are looking to extend abortion rights, make it more accessible, more available, more plentiful allow abortions to perform to be performed later on uh, in pregnancy. So you've just got this incredible difference in views on that matter in our in our country, like so many other issues that probably w- one that has the biggest uh, gap in in opinion, certainly from a social issue perspective as opposed to an economic issue. That was Margaret Sanger's thing to say, yeah, that on the ceasefire text line, I, I, it was to a great extent, no question. Foster care is better than being dead, says Bo in Indianola. And the, the foster care system is, is, a, is a difficult one, and uh, that's just a whole area, I think, of, of our country and our society that a lot of people who haven't been first-hand involved with probably aren't aware the uh, the challenges in the foster care system it's it's heartbreaking I you know I had two foster children that uh, suddenly lost their mother then they were both teenagers one was in the eighth grade one in the tenth had no other family and we're going to get split up there they were local kids it went to the same middle school and high school, my natural children did, and that's that's how we got involved. We weren't um, necessarily very close to the family, the mother, the kids. We just knew them from school. And when I heard that they were going to get split up because there were no available foster parents that were qualified, certified to take in two teenage boys, which, as I recall, were, were was the most difficult to be certified as a foster parent for. We prayed about it, stepped up, and and took two into our home until we got them off to college, and then they were emancipated. They both uh, uh, ended up going to college and graduating, and they're productive adults now and still close to them. But 
I guess I, I'm saying that I w- was exposed to the foster care system firsthand in, in court and in the social workers realm at Department of Human Services. It's, it's tough, I'm telling you, and they're, it's just, golly, it's heartbreaking. Any, kids are so innocent, so helpless. They, they're thrust into a situation that they didn't ask for, and it's just, I don't even know how to describe it, the, the, um, the difficulties they have. But nonetheless, I don't know that that is a reason to... Well, we were talking about viability and, and the progress of medical technology. Just here's some, some information, maybe help you decide one way or the other what you think on the matter. Before the invention of the NICU, right. the Neonatal Intensive Care Unit, which came about, I want to say it happened in the mid-60s was when the first one was opened. I want to say it was at Yale. Okay. And they've grown in technology and influence and availability across the country since then. They really had a big boom in the, in the 80s and 90s. Before NICU, yep. before neonatal intensive care, infants with a birth weight of less than three pounds rarely survived. Three pounds? Three pounds. After the implementation of NICU, those numbers have now gotten to the point where infants as small as 500 grams... Gosh. A little less than a pound, if my math is right. Yeah, have a fair chance of survival. So, uh, just another example of unbelievable te- technological advances in the realm of medical science in human innovation to benefit society. Yeah, there's no question. I through the years, uh, just just remember anecdotally, folks that would have premature babies that wouldn't make it, and now seems I scared like, my mom to death. I was five and a half weeks preemie. Wow, five and a half weeks, which today's nothing, right? I mean, but that's, then it was a little scary. Yeah, a little scary. I have had the um, I've had the experience of visiting the uh, the NICU at UMC, and I don't know if many in our audience have, but uh, I was given a tour. Um, and I, I tell you, it, um, it will overcome you with emotion when you walk into that area and see the large number of bassinets laid out and an army of unbelievable nurses and other medical professionals attending to these, these babies, many of whom are premature. That's why they're there. Or even if they weren't, they've got something else going on that they're being treated for and, and retained and kept in the NICU. But they also had a special, there's a special room for kind of like the intensive, intensive care, the really serious cases that require um, dedicated nurse attention. And I was brought into that room, and there were two uh, babies in bassinets. And I'm telling you folks, had more tubes and wires hooked up to a human being that didn't seem to be much bigger than my hand. I, I, was, I was just blown away, but kind of stayed my distance. And the individual, the physician friend who was escorting me said, step a little closer. I mean, he, he wanted me to see. And I did, 
I don't want to say I almost fainted, but I got flush. I got weak. Just sitting there, standing there, um, looking at, viewing this human with all this technology and these incredible, dedicated nurses to those two, uh, those two babies who he told me after we exited. And I tell you, I, I had to drink water and sit down for a second just after viewing that. Said they would survive, but they would be slow to develop. That was kind of... Because I asked him, what's the diagnosis? I mean, I wanted to know. Please tell me these they're going to live. Yeah, they're just going to be a little slower at first than the other children. But after age six or so, they should join in and be at the same level. I... I I walked away feeling, man, this is incredible. Anyhow, appreciate that info there, Rhino. We'll take a break right here. we got a little more to talk about for the next 30 minutes on Middays. Stay with us. I'm Rex Baker with Gateway Rescue Mission. People are angry these days, but you don't have to be. Let's get 2021 started right, because somebody out there needs your help. At Gateway Rescue Mission, your donation can provide a meal. Your prayer can unlock the power of God to change a life. If we spend more time praying and less time fussing, we can help some people. Go to gatewaymission.org. Make a donation and help change your life today. With all the disruption in all businesses lately, our clients at PeopleEase didn't miss a beat. Did you struggle to get the necessary records required for COVID relief programs such as PPP, ERTC, or FFCRA? Will you be ready next time? Our clients at PeopleEase are ready. Call PeopleEase today at 601-987-3025. That's 601-987-3025. Or visit our website, PeopleEase.com. I've got to get that fixed. Uneven driveways causing headaches? Helms Polyfoam will fix it without tearing up your driveway in the process. We inject polyfoam under settled concrete to stabilize it in a matter of minutes, not days. Polyfoam is used on runways, railways, and highways, so there is no question it will support your driveway. We also repair seawalls, sidewalks, pond dams, retaining walls, and unstable soil. Visit HelmsPolyfoam.com or call Helms Polyfoam at 601-966-7821. Tune in this Saturday morning from 8 till 10 for Weekend Gardening, where Garden Mama Nellie Neal will tackle all your gardening questions. Weekend Gardening, brought to you in part by The Tractor Store, your local Mahindra dealer, The Tractor Store, Highway 49 South in Richland. Good Things with Rebecca Turner is brought to you in part by TrustCare, where you'll find a team of experienced, knowledgeable, and friendly staff. Visit TrustCareHealth.com to schedule an appointment today. Trust Care. Feel better, faster. Attention. If you deal with anything from minor to extremely hazardous environmental spills, you've got to check out the full line of absorbents at ESI Supply. They've got white and gray absorbent pads by the bundle or by the roll, sock knit broom products, oil gator, oil dry, spill kits, and more. Just because you haven't had a spill doesn't mean you won't. Give the guys at ESI a call to find out more about how you can be prepared and protect your business's liability. 601-933-4910. That's 601-933-4910. Or visit ESISupply.net. 
Are the trees and shrubs running your yard instead of you? Let the tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros take out your problem limb by limb. Baroni's Tree Pros is your complete tree, shrub, and stump removal service. No job is too big for the tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros. And with our superior cleanup, you can't go wrong. Baroni's Tree Pros, 601-345-8090. 601-345-8090. That's 601-345-8090. Or online at baroniestreepros.com. That's baroniestreepros.com. I'm Andy Davis, and you're listening to Supertalk Mississippi News. The first lease sale in the Gulf of Mexico in a year is expected to take place today, and that was prompted by a federal court order. Recently, Senator Cindy Hyde-Smith questioned President Biden's ongoing foot dragging on resuming lease sales for oil and gas during a Senate Energy Committee hearing Tuesday. Since the administration is waiting on a comprehensive review, no preparations for sales beyond 2022 have been discussed. Last time the issue of the comprehensive review was brought up, this committee was told by several witnesses that it would have it by summer of 2021, which is come and gone. We still have no clear answer as to when this review will finally come to light. She says further delays will contribute to higher energy prices. And a Marion County woman has been arrested for SNAP fraud. The Mississippi Department of Human Services says investigators found that Shayla Cartier received an overissuance of SNAP benefits for more than $26,000. I'm Andy Davis. This is Jake Mangum for Mississippi Farm Bureau Insurance. One of the most underrated attributes in baseball is determination. It's one thing to want to do something and another altogether to get it done. That's why I love the team at Farm Bureau. They get the job done every single time. If you aren't already on the team, it's time to join Farm Bureau. Visit favrates.com for great rates on home and auto insurance. Or find a local agent at msfdins.com. Farm Bureau Insurance. Go with the home team. Hey, it's Richard Cross from Sports Talk Mississippi, and I want to tell you about something new on the show. You know how much we love to grill and how much we love to talk about it. You're the exact same way, and so are our friends at Polk's Meat. So now, every Friday at 520, we'll have some fun with Food Fridays presented by Polk's Meat. We'll talk about our favorite way to grill their delicious Polk's Original, Polk's Cajun, and Polk's Garlic and Green Onion Sausages, as well as other barbecue favorites. It's Food Fridays at 520. No buts about it, folks. Picky people pick Polk's. Super Talk Mississippi, your new home for the Ben Shapiro Show. We don't hold back. We never shy away from telling you the truth. The most electrifying national talk show on air today. We have the most important guests and the biggest thinkers in America. Ben Shapiro, brutally breaking down the issues of the day. From politics to pop culture, we take a look at all of it. So don't miss out. Weeknights at 9. For something new and unique in talk radio, take a listen to the Ben Shapiro Show. On Super Talk Mississippi. You're listening to Middays with Gerard, Gerard Gibbert, here on Super Talk Mississippi. Thank you so much for uh, joining us today on Middays. Join the conversation, 601-879-4395. The, um, on the ceasefire text line, who's going to tell the women of Mississippi that they have to stay home and work at home if they become pregnant and can't have an abortion? Well, who said they have to stay home? 
or have to work at home. Nobody did. It's not like it's some great cosmic mystery how you get pregnant. Right. You could just take a little personal responsibility for your actions. Well, in the minds of the left in this country, and looking back through the history of text from this uh, member of our audience, I would uh, think it's safe to say they... Not a big fan of personal responsibility. They come from the left side of things. I'll just put it that way. Um, so, just looking back, you know, is this not something, though, that, that bothers a lot of people? It, it's one thing to say you make mistakes, but I think a lot of times it's deliberate. I, I, it just feels like it. It doesn't seem to be improving dramatically. And, you know, if you if you get pregnant and you have to take care of your child, obviously, you're going to have to spend some of your money. You can work for, for the care of that child. Figure something out. There are all kinds of options these days. That's the good news to, to in fact, work at home. But like Rhino said, it's not like it's a mystery. Don't dump that on uh, the rest of society, that problem. And I think that's what makes a lot of people mad, in my view. So this person also said a couple of months ago that the uh, – I noticed that the $8 billion Trump gave the richest people on earth that don't pay any taxes was not mentioned during the propaganda interview with a Trump lackey. I don't remember the interview, and it may not have been on our show, but I, I just saw that in the history of the text. There's so much wrong with that statement. Uh, first, the government doesn't give anybody uh, money in terms of, of uh, tax cuts, except in the case of refundable tax credits. That is giving money, which is what Biden wants to do. That's giving money to people. That's not, that's not necessarily reducing their tax burden. That's giving them money. Because it's refundable, meaning you don't even have to weigh in on the scale that requires you to pay taxes because you get all these other deductions and exemptions and, and expense uh, reductions, and so you end up with no tax liability. But the government says, here, have some more money. I, I, I'm just sick of that. Anybody that succeeded and produced income and wealth well, they were just giving it. The government gave it to them in the form of tax cuts. It's so wrong. L- allowing people to keep money they rightfully, lawfully earn by producing value for society, that is not giving them money. But the left sees that as, well, Trump, he gave them more money. He gave the rich people, the most successful in society, more money by letting them keep money they earned. As if all wealth and money and income originates and emanates from government. That's just so, that is the mindset that they have indoctrinated on so many in this country. So they get all bent out of shape when tax cut, at the Trump tax cuts because they benefited most the people who pay the taxes. 
Oh, they gave all the tax cuts to the wealthy. That's because that's you pay the taxes! You know what did Jethro say? Not from not equal not. You don't pay any taxes, therefore you can't cut them. But in the case of Joe Biden, hey, you don't pay any taxes, have some money. That's his tax plan. Where'd that come from, Joe? Oh, the people who actually work and pay the taxes. It's so upside down. By the way, yesterday we played the tape from Stephanie Rule over there at MSNBC saying that the dirty little secret is we can all f- afford these higher prices. That's the dirty little secret. The dirty little secret, folks, in the Build Back Better plan that Pelosi lauded Biden for, such a visionary. There are two things you need to be aware of. The first is illegals now will participate in the child tax credits. Illegal children, I shouldn't say that, children born to illegals in this country, as you know, are citizens because they're born on our turf. They have Social Security numbers. They are entitled to the child tax credits, which is, again, money, welfare, dropping money in your bank account. It shouldn't even be called a tax credit, except in the case of those who truly are getting a credit on their taxes. But those who don't pay taxes to start with, it's not a tax credit, it's welfare. So in it, there, it buried on page 1452, line 14 in the Build Back Better plan, it repeals the requirement that children claimed as dependents need Social Security numbers to receive these benefits. In other words, illegals in the world, come to the United States as soon as you get here, we're going to start paying you money. It doesn't matter that you're not legal, a legal American citizen, we're still going to give you money. How can that be right and fair? Yet, what, what do we do on the left? We lambast Trump so many times you heard it because he gave tax cuts to the people who pay the taxes. Yeah, I get fired up about that. That's number one you should be aware of in this Build Back Better plan. Number two, number two, guess who gets a large, large, large tax cut in the Build Back Better plan? In fact, it's the number two line item in terms of dollars of expenditures. Rich liberals in the high-tax states, because they're going to increase the SALT, the state and local tax deduction threshold, which Trump drove down to $10,000, because it's unfair that the rest of us in the other states subsidize that, essentially, because we don't tax out the wazoo in our state. Like New York is almost twice, their budget's almost twice per citizen as Florida, for example. But yet the quality of life in Florida looks like it's a whole lot better in many cases. But they're going to increase this. So folks in that kind of 300000 to $1 million range of income, according to the Congressional Budget Office, they're going to see their taxes go down. 
And you know what the president and the administration are saying now about the CBO? Oh, they don't know what they're doing. Pay no attention to them. They're now trying to downplay. And the reason is because they're scheduled to release their analysis on Friday. And if it comes up and says this thing is going to create a huge damn deficit, and it's not paid for, as the president says, which I guarantee you what's going to happen, uh, the left is going to go crazy, and they're going to have a problem, and it's likely that Manchin and Cinema say, we're out, and this whole thing is killed. They also said that um, the CBO did at least. You know the president has suggested by adding 80,000 IRS agents that that they, they would now have the ability to go after taxpayers and extract them and shake them down for more to the tune of about $400 billion. But the CBO just yesterday said, uh, it looks like it's $120 billion. And I can tell you from experience in reviewing CBO reports, that means it's more like 50. So the president says 400, the CBO says 120. The truth is it's probably more like 50. This is really going to throw wrenches in the works of this of his entire domestic agenda. And this is the number one thing on the plate of the Democrats right now, is ramming this thing through. But I just want to point that out. Illegals, no Social Security numbers to get the child tax credit. And the uh, rich people in the blue states that pay a lot of state and local taxes, they get a huge tax break, much bigger than the Trump tax cuts gave to the top 10%, as the Democrats like to clamor. But they're, where are they on this? They're mom, because that's their buddies. Their buddies that put them in office, they're scratching their back, and now they're, they're repaying them. That's exactly what this is. It's political payback. Unbelievable. Political repayment, I should say. <laughs> Closing time is bumping us out of this segment. We got one more. I got to talk about something happening up in Harvard. Rhino, get the breaking news sound ready for the next segment, please. Thank you. We'll be right back. Time, every new beginning comes from some other beginning's end. Employers, are you looking for new employees, spending hours searching recruitment sites? For over 50 years, service specialists have been connecting hard-to-find qualified candidates for employers. Has COVID-19 changed your staffing needs? We have candidates for all of your clerical, administrative, manufacturing, and industrial needs. Call us at 601-898-1085. Service specialists, the expert recruiters, helping employers and job candidates connect since 1967. Now with offices in Ridgeland, Canton, and Oxford. The Rogue has been serving families in Jackson for over five decades. As we return to life, return to work, church, football, etc., let The Rogue get the men in your life ready for all occasions. We have the latest in game day gear for Ole Miss, Mississippi State, and USM. Last-minute needs for a party? We have three on-site tailors to take care of any last-minute needs. Complimentary alterations and gift wrap with every purchase. Our employees have over 150 years of experience at The Rogue, serving Mississippians. 
Be sure and check out the newly remodeled Basils in Fondren, where you get simple food done well. And don't forget to drop by Basils Fountain View at the Renaissance. Go to eatbasils.com for online ordering for both locations. That's Basils. Billium Corporation knows the technology is constantly evolving, especially in these challenging times. With so many people working at home, securing and guarding your company's data on-site or remotely is more critical than ever. As we all adapt to the new normal, Pillium continues to help you stay secure and current with IT support and security and forensics, plus cloud services and networking, mobile communications, body cams, and in-car video systems. Contact us at Pillium.com. Smart people, smart business, smart solutions. Your window tent headquarters at Auto Trim Designs on Highway 80 in Pearl is now also your best source for the lasting protection of Expel paint protection film. Your car is too precious to fail to protect it from bugs, rocks, and road debris. For more info, go to autotrimdesigns.com. This is Allison Callaway. Since 1954, Callaway's has been family owned and operated. We are located in Gluckstadt, south of Germantown High. Callaway's has everything you need to make your yard and garden beautiful with trees, shrubs, fall color plants, soils, and mulches. Come see Callaway's beautifully decorated Christmas store. Our entire store turns into a Christmas wonderland with a large selection of permanent Christmas trees, wreaths, garlands, angels, nativities, ornaments, and much more. Callaway's fresh cut Christmas trees, wreaths, and garlands will arrive a few days before Thanksgiving. Our landscape designers Clinton Streeter and Corey Castle can design and install your landscape. Give Callaway's a call to discuss your landscaping needs. Come see Callaway's beautifully decorated Christmas store. You will not be disappointed. Bring the family and enjoy the day. Callaway's Gluckstadt on Calhoun Station Parkway, south of Germantown High. Mississippi's healthcare system has experienced many challenges during the COVID pandemic, like the critical shortage of paramedics statewide. Here's Ryan Wilson, veteran paramedic. In my role as a paramedic over the years, I've always appreciated the Mississippi Healthcare Alliance's respect for paramedics and the role we play in achieving optimal survival for patients in an emergency. Right now, paramedics are needed urgently statewide. With the comprehensive training programs offered at area community colleges, you can learn life-saving skills and so much more. Seasoned paramedics like me and newcomers find it very rewarding to help people in immediate need. If you want a job that's dynamic and highly valued in our healthcare system, I urge you to become a paramedic. There's never been a more critical time to become one of Mississippi's healthcare heroes. You too can make a difference on the front lines of emergency care. The Mississippi Healthcare Alliance urges you to visit mshealthcarealliance.org for a complete listing of community colleges that offer paramedic training. Arm yourself with everything you need to take on your day. Wake up with Gallo tomorrow on 97.3 FM, Super Talk Mississippi. Listening to Middays with Gerard here on Super Talk Mississippi. Wipeout by the Ventures. 
I told you you had to play that on the drums. That's oh, when yeah. you knew you had arrived if you could play it. The little drum solo there. So, yeah, the Democrats want to give a tax cut to the top 1%. That's six times bigger than the cut afforded to any other wealth bracket. But they're quiet, and all we heard on the Trump tax cuts, give away to the rich, give away to the rich, 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 rich. Theirs is a whole lot worse. Why is this not being exposed? It's not a secret. It's right there in the bill. The SALT deduction, 80 grand, they want to increase it. So those that make... I looked at it again. Between five hundred thousand and a million are set to see an average tax cut of over six thousand dollars. Crickets. Where's Bernie Sanders? Yeah, exactly. He'll benefit. He's got those homes in those high tax states. Okay, you got the breaking news. We got it right here, folks. This week at Harvard. Ah, uh, yes. It's Sex Week 2021 at Harvard. <laughs> you think this is new? No, this is ninth year. Ninth year. So, you still got time. By the way, there's a calendar that they've published. That <laughs> I have to laugh. There's a QR code on the calendar. If you, if you scan it, you're entered into an event. <laughs> An event that uh, where you could win, I should say, you entered into a drawing for which, if you win, you receive free sex supplies and O-amazing toys. <laughs> I can't help but laugh. This is true. This is at Harvard, one of the world's leading institutions of higher ed. Okay. So I mean, we had pizzas and Guitar Hero for exams to <laughs> blow off steam. It's a whole different level. The <laughs> oh gosh. Um. So one of one of the seminars is about freezing eggs for free to preserve future fertility. And. I hope I could get this out without laughing. Because it's another deal that's, they're so serious and it's so stupid. Quote, anyone with a uterus is invited. <laughs> I'm sorry, folks. That's going to be problematic to somebody. <laughs> they're serious. Anyone with a uterus. That's where we've gotten in this country. Anyone with a uterus. It's unbelievable. Uh, <laughs> the name of the seminar? <laughs> Eggers, a play on beggars, can be choosers. Long-term fertility alternatives with the Genesis group. That's in Emerson 210 tomorrow night, by the way, 5 to 6. Oh, my gosh. This is what they're teaching on America's college campuses. Andy, that's A-N-D-I-E, E. Turner, the 2022 co-president 
of the sexual health education and advocacy throughout Harvard College, or SHEATH is the acronym. <laughs> States, we include events that are as inclusive, diverse, encouraging of open dialogue as possible for students who both have come to Harvard with little to no sex education in their hometowns, which is my case, says Andy Turner, or students that had grown up in families or communities that have much more of an open discourse with regards to sexuality, sex intimacy, but just want to further their knowledge. This is at Harvard. <laughs> I, I'm speechless when I read this thing. This, I'm, the calendar. I mean, it's like three or four seminars a day. Some of them I can't read. <laughs> well, there you go. You don't even need the icebreakers. Just show up and you know everybody there is interested. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> that is a good point. You know, one, you don't have to... <laughs> Oh my gosh, I'm sorry folks. They're so serious about this. You can leave this. the corny jokes at home, like how much does a polar bear weigh enough to break the ice? My name is... <laughs> wow. Oh gosh, there you go. We thank you so much for joining us today. We'll be back tomorrow. we got to talk about the governor's budget plan tomorrow. We're all over that one. Until then, stay safe and God bless everyone. Talk Mississippi Media Production.